It's fantasy football time with the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from ffchamps.com. Green throwing back of the end zone. Leaping grab. Touchdown. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Champs. We are in week seven of the NFL. We got two hours of news, strategy, and advice for you today. We're taking your telephone calls at 855-478-7030. I'm Bill Enright. With me is Todd DeVries. Todd, it was a wacky and crazy week six in the NFL. We had overtime games, last-second finishes, and even some blowouts, and it was a whole lot of fun as usual. It was a lot of fun, Bill. Uh, unfortunately, my weekend wasn't so hot, my friend. Not that good? So, I have an extremely busy weekend schedule each and every week. It's, I'm very strategic to try to you know, carve out as much time as possible to watch NFL Sunday, okay? Right, right. It's always a challenge. I'm always able to do it, but there's always, you know, I always got to multitask, and I can never just sit down and focus. Well, this past Sunday, all the stars aligned. Okay. The clouds opened up. I had the kids. I sent them off to their friends' houses. My wife had something to do. She was gone. I had the house to myself Ooh, wow. from noon until about 7.30. Very rare. So what do you think happens? I wake up Sunday morning, and the I'm sick as a dog. Out. Oh. <laughs> I am so sick, I can barely function. And I was in and out of basically like a coma all day Sunday, oh, trying to watch games. Miserable. I'd watch like 20 minutes, and I'd wake up, and I'd miss an hour, and I'd be like, what, what happened? And, you know, it was, it was terrible. It was That's an like awful, a, awful day. That sounds like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Exactly. So I'm all better now, but, um, you know, it was just one of those days. I, I, I Luckily, I did see – the end of the um, Patriots game. And we can okay. talk about that a little bit because I'm sure. very frustrated by the announcers in these games that they can't figure out clock management. I don't understand why people that get paid professionally to do games can't figure out clock management. We'll talk about that later. Okay. But I did see the end of that game, so I guess I saw the best part of the day. That was certainly a great finish, uh, probably one of the best ones all season long that you'll see. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, Tom Brady got the ball with a few seconds left. and uh, What was it, like 38 seconds left? And uh, drove his team down the field and connected with Kembrell Tompkins in the end zone. But what's the time management thing that you that you Bill, wanted to? Uh... It's not. I know you're really bad at math. I'm terrible. I'm very good at math. Okay. And at the end of these games, in my head, you can almost ca- you can almost like when there's two minutes left and a team has two timeouts left and they're you know they are, they need to stop a team three and out and then get the ball back. I can, I can always figure out like almost to the second or within like five seconds, like how much time they're going to have. Do you know what I mean? Right, okay. And these announcers can't seem to figure it out. Like yeah. when when the Saints had the ball, the Patriots are still going to get the ball with about a minute left. And they're like, right. oh, it's over. I'm like, no, it's not over. I just watched Penn State the night before. Okay, that was a crazy game. Go 80 yards in less than 30 seconds. So it's yeah. possible. Plus you got Tom Brady, best quarterback of our generation, you know, I don't understand. I don't understand why these announcers can't figure it out. Like Aikman and I think it was Tom Brenneman. I think yeah. he was filling in for uh, uh, Joe Buck. Yeah, who's doing baseball. And right. I, I, it was very frustrating to me because I kept, the, you know, if you remember, the Saints had the ball uh, a couple of times and they couldn't close it out, right? 
Yep. And they, and like the first time, when when the, when the Patriots went for it on fourth down, remember it didn't make it. Right. Uh, the you know they're like, oh, the game is over. I'm like, well, yeah. not really. I'm like, if the Saints kick a f- if they hold them a field goal, the Patriots will get the ball back again. You know, and that's exactly what happened. And then even then, the Patriots went couldn't could, uh, produce. And they still got the ball back again. And these announcers, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it, man. It's like, can't they, don't they have someone in their ear? I mean, we have Josh in our ear. Josh, you there? You're in our ear today? I'm here. He's hey, always, Josh is on? always in our ear, giving always. us little hints and stats and things. Don't these you know, million-dollar announcers have people in their ears, like helping them out with the clock management? I don't get they it. They should. I don't know. I'm trying to look, at, I'm trying to look up the play-by-play. Where can I find the play-by-play for that game? Brady throws it to the end zone for Ken Brown. There we go. Oh, Josh, by the way. But I got that. Do you have the radio play by play? The Patriots radio guy? Of course I do. Yeah, Josh, cue that up because some people like it, some people hate it. I personally hate it. I loved it. You loved it? What did you like? Let's let's hear it first. Let's hear it for the audience. Yeah. Brady throws it to the end zone for Ken Brown Tompkins. Leaping. Touchdown! Patriots! Ken Brown Tompkins! Brady's back! That's your quarterback! Pull off the building! Unicorns! Show ponies! Where's the beef? Boy, when you thought you'd seen it all! When it- <laughs> Alright, there's a couple things. There's a Break couple it down, things Bill. That Break I it hate. down. I, there's a couple things that I absolutely hate about this call here. One, it's probably one of the, one of the best plays that the Patriots will have all season. They won the game. The Saints were undefeated. So, yes, you should be excited. You shouldn't bring out that emotion over the radio. The first thing he says is Brady's back. Well, where the hell did he go? Did, did he go away somewhere? Did he get hurt last year that this is his first, like, big game? I don't understand. Where, where did Brady go that Brady's now back? Brady didn't go anywhere. Rob Gronkowski left. They, uh, Wes Welker left. Uh, Brandon Lloyd was gone. Steven Ridley's been playing like crap. So Brady is, if anything, he's the only one that's been there. I don't know why he let off with Brady's back. Two, what the heck is unicorns, show ponies? Show ponies! And where's the beef? What the hell does that mean? (laughs) Unicorns, show ponies, and where's the beef? I have no idea what that means. And Todd, sometimes when I, I talk a lot, I go on these crazy rants that don't... That don't necessarily make sense, but at least they're like uh, thought. At least to put some thought into what they mean, and they have some kind of meaning behind them. But show ponies and where's the beef? I have no idea what that Josh, means. Josh, who who is that? That's Scott Zolak. That's Zolak. That's Zo. Now he doesn't have like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he doesn't seem to be the type of guy that every week people are you know taking a clip from his. Announcing prowess, right? I mean, oh, he I mean, goes nuts. He gets very excited. He he has a few catchphrases. Does he do this he random? Through. This these random, you know, nineteen eighty commercial reference thing? Like that? What he does? Is that what that is? No, where's I the mean, beef? Th- that's oh, actually where's the beef. I know that all of that was an inside joke going back a few years ago when he first got the job being on the sidelines of the radio call. Okay. And the What's... morning show challenged him to throw in some words that they didn't think he could get in there, and. uh Show ponies and unicorns were two of the words. But that's from a few years ago? Or yeah, that's, that... fr- that's from three years ago. Okay. So where's the beef? What's that all about? I have no idea there. Are they drinking in the booth? 
Uh, Zoe loves Diet Pepsis. Have you ever seen them on TV when they ever show them? There's like 13 empty Pepsis in front of them every game. All right, so show ponies and unicorns is some kind of inside joke dating back from three or four years ago when he first started on the radio? Uh, when he first started doing the, the play-by-play, doing the sidelines for the radio right. network. Right. Now, you say that was an inside joke. Who was an inside joke with? Was that, like, announced ever to the audience? Yes, it or was. Just because- oh, okay, okay. So, uh, on the station that he hosts a show, the midday show, the morning yeah. show there, Toucher and Rich challenged him to get a few words in there, and he just okay. keeps doing it. Oh, okay. I see. Because, you know, sometimes inside jokes are really only funny to the people that are on the inside. Well, Josh, so we're on the outside, obviously, Bill. But, Josh, you're on the inside since you're up there in Boston. Did the people like? Did the people love this? Did the people, people of Boston love this People call? are loving this. Okay. It's all I, over. All the sites up here, everybody's talking about then, it. Bill, that's all that matters, man. I mean, it's their, it's their channel. It's their guy. You know? I think that's cool, then. I saw it on I, – I read, uh, I read um, a little bit of a recap on Barstool, and he didn't understand it either. He was like, yeah, it's awesome because of what the play was, but I don't understand the call. That's complete nonsensical if you don't know what's going on. Really? Unicorns! Show ponies! Where's the beef? Well, see, but now, did... see, Bill, no. so if the if the audience is clued in on that stuff... Yeah, then that's pretty cool. I think it's cool. Why not? Wh- Just random... Well, what about the part where he says Brady's back? I don't understand that. They're 5-1. and one. Yeah, it's not I mean, like... I don't know. I, I'm with you there. I don't. I don't know about that one, but... Dude, if, if you were calling Bill a Giants game and Eli threw a touchdown like that, you might say some weird things too. I'm, I'm sure I would, but I, never would I say, oh, Eli's back. Or I think you'd say Eli elite, something like that, wouldn't you? I don't know. what I, you know, <laughs> You're caught up in the moment, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like Brady never went anywhere, so th- that thought would have never crossed my mind, that Brady's back. All right, I Let's let's get back to the. I, I have I did the why well, we were listening to that. I have all the play by play here. Let me break it down okay. for you, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Go okay. Ahead. This the Patriots are down one with three minutes and twenty nine seconds left. They have the ball with three timeouts and the mm. two minute warning. Okay. They go four and out. Right. Okay. Four and out. They were fourth and six. They went to Aaron Dobson. He dropped it. Yes. Okay. So it's four and out. So okay. Now the Saints have the ball. With two minutes and 46 seconds left, and they have it at the New England 24, mm-hmm. okay? And they go ahead and wind up kicking a field goal. Right. During that drive, the Patriots had to use two of their timeouts, and the Saints stupidly threw it on a third and seven. Right. Remember? Which they threw incomplete. one to Colston. Stopped the right. clock. Okay. Which is a key, key, key play, obviously. So the score after the field goal is what? 27-23. And there's how much time? There's two minutes, 24 seconds, and the Patriots have one timeout and the two-minute warning. Okay. Okay. So, now, the first play, Brady throws the interception. Right. All right? At this point, the announcers are saying the game is over. That's all. It's over. It's all but over. It's over. And I'm like, no, it's not. The Saints Saints take over with how much time left after the The Saints have the ball on their own 30. Okay. With two minutes and 16 seconds left, the Patriots have the two-minute warning and a timeout. And the announcers are, are all over how the game's over. And right, according so- to everyone, when he threw the interception, by the way, half of Foxborough oh, – Josh, is this true? Because it seemed like the announcers made it sound like the stadium everyone was emptying was leaving, out. Yeah. yeah, a good portion of the crowd was starting to go out the door. That's absurd. What are you doing? 
All you that's have to like, do is hold them to three and out, that's and you're getting the ball with a minute left. They're, they're trying to get out of there to catch the Sox game. Well, <laughs> ridiculous. What a day so, in Boston. So anyway, Bill, that's my beef, is with two minutes and 16 seconds left, you know, you have a timeout. The game's over. You, have to, you basically have two timeouts left. All you have to do is hold them three and out, and you're going to get the ball with a minute and change, and you have a shot. And that's exactly what happened. So, so what, what ended up happening was the Saints ran the ball, timeout by the Pats with 210, and then shotgun to Pierre Thomas, gained one yard, two-minute warning. So now all of a sudden it's two minutes, third and seven. So uh-huh. the clock stopped. Uh, Breeze can't run the clock after the two minutes. Third down. Fourth mm-hmm. down, they punt. It goes mm-hmm. out of bounds. A minute 20 left. So Brady got the ball back with a minute 13. He drove him down the field. Yeah. Kembrell Tompkins. A minute 13 is plenty of time to go plenty 70 yards. Sure. Sure. So I don't know. I, I always it, That's just something that always bothered me. It always bothers me watching these games. And, and uh, maybe it's just a special gift that I have, Bill. Let me hear show ponies and unicorns one more time. Unicorns, show ponies. Where's the beef? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, so, listen, I'm on the outside of that inside joke. I'm sure I think it was it's hilarious, but since I wasn't there or since I didn't hear the original part, like Josh, if I didn't know that inside joke, like they're playing it on national television now. To me, I'm on the outside of that. I'm look. I'm hearing that call. I'm like, what? This guy has a job. It's so everybody. This is what he does. Zoe gets very excited about everything and a little ADD, just yelling out whatever comes to mind. You gotta love it. Zoe, where's Zoe. the beef? All right, <laughs> we're gonna have to get Zoe on this show. Josh, does he work at your other radio station? Yeah, he's on days ten to two, so oh, that might be a little it. bit tough. Yeah, I guess he won't be able to get in. Maybe All you right. can have him on uh, when you do the other show. On the Patriot show. Yeah, later in the day, and that can get up. Yeah, we'll have to uh, talk to our... Well, let's talk about that. I can ask Zoe about uh, unicorns and, and show ponies. A star is born. Unicorns! Show ponies! Where's the beef? <laughs> oh, my God. You don't think that's awesome, Bill? Uh, Every I, time uh... you hear it, you're laughing more and more. I'm, I think I'm laughing at how ridiculous it is. I'm all I'm I'm cool with it. I think it's cool. Right. As long as there's some sort of background, which there is, I'm good. Yeah, with it. that's true. You know, if he's just saying random stuff like that, <laughs> just to just to make it on Sports Center, that'd be one thing. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Just random, just yelling out random things. Show ponies, where's the beef? Show ponies, unicorns, where's the beef? His other one is glow sticks. Glow sticks. Glow sticks. What? So that's another one he does? Yeah. Just randomly? Just throws it out there when he gets excited. Glow sticks. Oh, boy. We got a lot to get to today. We got our week six injury recap. We're going to do our week seven waiver wire. Big waiver wire names this week because a lot of players went down with injuries. We'll get to that in a little bit. Plus, we're going to announce our winner from our week six contest at DraftKings.com. He's going to join us to discuss his strategy for week six, how he won the $100, and now he gets a chance to qualify to win a million dollars. So we'll talk to Nick M. a little bit later in the show. Obviously, we're taking your telephone calls and emails. 855-478-7030 is the phone number here. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com. 
Before we get into all that, we like to look back at the previous week and go over the champs and the chumps. Who were the playmakers, the showstoppers, the studs? Woo! And who were the losers, the bums, and the duds? Bill and Todd identify the champs and chumps. All right, champs and chumps, we're going to start off with the quarterbacks. Todd, QB champs of the week. Cam Newton, three touchdowns uh, passing. He also had 30 rushing yards, and he had a rushing touchdown. So four TDs for Killer Cam in Week 6. How about Nick Foles, your boy, 296 yards, four total touchdowns. He also had a rushing touchdown. And then Andy Dalton, 337 yards and three touchdowns for the Red Rocket. I don't see Brady. I don't see Breeze. I don't see Rodgers. I don't see Peyton on the quarterback champs list for Week 6. Yeah, it was a weird week for uh, for quarterbacks, Bill, and – um, hey, Nick Foles has two wins in his career. They're both against the Buccaneers. And the Giants. Wow, well, he didn't start that game. Oh, okay, I hear he you. Has two, he has two games in which he started that he won. And they're both against the Bucs? In Tampa Bay. Wow. <laughs> there you go. How about the uh, Eagles, Bill? Three and three. Two of their wins are against winless teams, Giants and Bucks. Yeah. Two of their losses are against undefeated teams. Undefeated teams. Yeah. So what do you? I mean, what do you make of the Eagles? Because like, it seems like it's a small sample size, even though we're six weeks in. Well, I'll tell you, the Cowboys did not impress me very much on Sunday night. No, they just the division is terrible, Bill. It it's really so is. Bad. It really is just so bad. I sent out a tweet, something along the lines of like, I just don't understand what happened to the NFC East. It used to be so good, and now it's just terrible. I mean, like, it's it's just it's 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 awful. Well, that game, that Cowboys-Redskins game, that disappointed me on many levels, fantasy-wise oh, and otherwise. Big time. Big time. Well, I had Tony. We'll get into the whole DraftKings debacle. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I had Tony Romo going, so you can guess where I'm going. Uh, but what are the Redskins trying to do on offense? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Forget the defenses. All the defenses in the NFC East are horrid. Terrible. But what are the what's the Redskins' identity on offense? It seems like they're stuck in neutral. Like, they don't know if they're doing the read option or if they're – they don't know what they are right now because that offense. I mean, I don't know. I, I just couldn't figure out what they were doing. They were not. They looked so good last year, unstoppable, and this year they're just kind of going away from what made them so good last year, which is an interesting. Now, uh, am I crazy? Am, uh, all right, maybe I'm the only one on this. So I'll get your opinion. Okay. RG three. It seems to me that he almost has the quickness back. No. Well, he did run, I think, um, his performance on He had like Sunday 77 was, rushing yards, right? Right. That was his best all season. But forget the stats. I mean, just look, just watching him. Like, it looks to me like when he wants to scramble, he's, he maybe he's not it, 100%, yeah. but he's getting close. I mean, he, he seems quick to me. Well, you know, that's the thing. I, the same thing with Colin Kaepernick, Todd. I'm, and Kaepernick doesn't have the injury. It's looking like that he doesn't want to run the ball. And Griffin kind of looked the same way. I mean, for a while, he led the team in yards, rushing yards, 77 yards on nine carries. Yeah, Alfred Morris at eighty-one, but it looks like he's he's hesitant to run the football because I mean there were times at the beginning of that game. Where, now again, remember the Redskins are coming off of a bye week, right? Right. And there were times at the first quarter where he scrambled out and got out of tr- some trouble and maybe you know maybe gained five or six yards on a scramble. But to me, I was like, wow, it looks like he's quick again. I'm like, this is not good for you know maybe he's going to turn it on here, and he didn't. I mean, his throwing was erratic. I don't know. He was so accurate in, in college, Bill. I mean, ridiculously accurate. And I know he, you know, college last is a whole different too. ball game. No, but he was accurate last year as well. Yeah, well, the accuracy's gone. I don't know if it's just he's still rusty. 
or if he doesn't have enough chemistry with his receivers this year after not playing at all in training camp or in the preseason. But to me, all he does is look at Pierre Garçon. He targeted Pierre Garçon uh, 15 times. That was the second highest this week in the NFL. Justin Blackman had 20 targets. But Pierre Garçon had 15 times, and he only caught six passes? Not even 50%. 50%, That's 40% completion rate. That's terrible. That is bad. You're right. He threw to him all the time. And a lot of them were like short little routes, too. And there was one across the middle that they could have had – they were, they, were coming ba- they were coming back in the fourth quarter. No, had, there, that was the next possession, I think. Oh. The, the, it, before that, it was to Garcon, and he just, like, he it, he was wide open. I don't know. I don't know what happened to RG3, man. I don't know if he's if he's just it's in his head or what, but certainly a concern if you if you have any of the Redskins playing. Well, let's, let's move on to the uh, QB chumps, sure. Bill. And there's another NFC East quarterback to talk about here, and that is Eli Elite Manning. 239 yards passing, three interceptions, Bill. Not good for Eli. Geno Smith makes the list. Bill, he's going to be up and down. It's no surprise that he makes this list every once in a while. Geno Smith, 19-34, 201 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. That's only 4.8 fantasy points for the rookie from West Virginia. Yeah, Geno Smith kind of uh, put on a show Monday Night Football in Atlanta last week. And then this week, he you know lays a dot at home against the Steelers. So I think you're right. Up and down season for the rookie. Going on to the running back champs, Bill. You know, this guy keeps proving us wrong, Bill. No it's, Sean Marino. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous, Todd, because we all had the opportunity to draft no Sean Marino in the 10th, 11th, 12th round, and I don't have him in one of my leagues this year. Not a single league do I have no Sean Marino, and it's absolutely killing me. Three touchdowns this past weekend? Are you nuts? I know. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if we take away the touchdowns, I mean, 15 rushes, 42 yards uh, isn't all that. Now, he did catch seven balls for 62 yards. So in PPR, like in DraftKings, mo- that's monster points. Oh, big time. Big time points from Mar- Moreno. Monster points. Uh, the next two guys on the champs list, Bill, Marshawn Lynch, Jamal Charles. These guys just continue to produce, both of them. Had uh, in the mid-20s in fantasy points and yards. Yep. Um, Stephen Ridley makes the list, Bill. How about that? 20 rushes, 96 yards, two touchdowns. You know, he looked uh, rejuvenated in that you game. You know, Ridley was out two weeks ago with an injury. He was averaging 30, 40 yards a game before that. So I guarantee that most people that have Ridley on their teams benched him this week. And here he is on the running back champs list, 96 and, and two touchdowns. I can't figure out the Patriots' backfield anymore. It used to be such a headache going back five, six years ago. And then last year we kind of thought we, we saw Ridley really take over that uh, backfield. This year you were expect, I was expecting the same, and all of a sudden through the first month of the season it wasn't that case. But here's Ridley. Let's see if he can keep it going going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like T.Y. Hilton um, from two weeks yep. ago, Bill. You know, yeah. coming off the injury and – not really sure, and then he blows up, and nobody had him in, the, in their lineup, except for a few people like you. Right. Most people didn't have him in the lineup, and same thing with Ridley. I mean, how many people had him in the lineup this week? Not many. And, uh, you know, I'm not that confident in him moving forward. I mean, I guess I'd plug him back in my lineup, but, I mean, are you like, you know, 100% he's back and ready to, go, ready to roll? It, it totally depends on who you have at the running back spot, but to me, I think he's a top 30 running back, which is good enough for flex territory. Right. Yeah, okay. Well, they get the Jets next week. Not an easy matchup. No, it's not. Yeah. 
Uh, running back chumps list, Bill. How about Fred Jackson? 10 rushes, 35 yards. That's not getting it done. Ray nope. Rice, Bill, against the Packers D. 14 Ugh. rushes, only 34 yards. He did catch the ball three times, but only for 15 yards. And then Chris Johnson, CJ2K, 33 yards rushing, 21 receiving. That's not getting it done. But, you know, he was up against Seattle. We didn't expect too much from him. This was the first week that Fred Jackson didn't get double-digit fantasy points. Weeks one through weeks five, double-digit fantasy points in every matchup. And then this week, he laid a big dud with only five points. Ray Rice, he had the two touchdowns against the Miami Dolphins last week. You'd think that the Green Bay Packers wouldn't be able to stop a running back like Ray Rice because their defense isn't really that good this year. And yet the fa- the the uh, the Ravens just seem to want to pass the ball. They want to give it to Flacco and let him uh, control the game instead of using one of the best backs in the league. It's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling is, is a good way to put it. Another guy that I had in one of in my DraftKings lineup, Bill Ray Rice, got burned there too. Got burned. <laughs> we'll get to that later because I got burned and a lot, a lot of my uh, selections. All right, all right. Wide receiver champs, Mr. Bill. Yes. How about Vincent Jackson? I don't think he caught a touchdown all year, right? Until this week. Um, I'm not sure about that. Is that true? No, that's what the announcer said on the game. Uh, I was awake just... for that part of the game. I don't know if it's yeah, true. Yeah, that you're right. That was his first uh, two touchdowns of the year. He had a big game, Todd. Mike Williams was out, so Mike Lennon really didn't have many other options. Uh, and it is not... against the Eagles' secondary, which exactly. is terrible. So, exactly. Um, still, nine catches, 114 yards, two touchdowns. Great performance from him. And on the other side of the ball, Deshaun Jackson. His this is his okay. He had six catches, 64 yards, two touchdowns. Bill, it was his first two touchdown receiving game in his career. Really? Is that strange. including punt returns? Not including punt returns. Oh, okay. Two receiving touchdowns in a game. Wow. First time ever. I thought that was a shocking stat, actually. He um, so that the sh- they were a pair of wide receivers got it done in that game. How about Justin Blackman? You mentioned him earlier, Bill. Fourteen catches, one hundred ninety yards. I mean, that's just insanity. Um, he did benefit from Cecil Shorts going out early with a shoulder injury, but that's uh, what a you know this guy's back with a vengeance. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is the number one fantasy wide receiver in the game right now. The most points in the and non PPR. Uh, um, I'm looking at half a point scoring, half a point PPR right now. Okay, um, fair enough. You know, Wes Welker has eight TDs. Deshaun's right there with five. Des Bryant has six. Uh, I think he's leading the Deshaun's leading. Yeah, he's leading the league in yards, 589. How about Julio Jones, 580? He didn't even play this weekend. He's not going to play again the rest of the year, but I'm just – it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy how good – You know, there's another wide receiver champ, Bill, that I'm going to add to your list. Who you got? Because we pumped him last week. Keenan Allen. Love him. I mean, the guy – what were his stats last night, Bill? Do you have him in front Uh, of you? Yes, I do. Keenan Allen had uh, nine targets, six catches, 115 yards, and one touchdown. Most of that work came in the first half, although he was involved throughout the entire game. Yeah, I mean, nine targets to a rookie. I mean, he, he was targeted in the end zone a couple times. Yep. Uh, Philip Rivers looks to him, man, and that's a very good sign for those that listened to us last week and grabbed him off the waiver wire, uh, especially in a PPR format. He looks like he's a legit bill. So let's let's add him to the wide receiver champs list as well. Yeah, that's a good call there, Todd. I was asked on my Sunday webcast who was my wide receiver sleeper of the week, and I told everyone it was Keenan Allen. Um, sometimes, you know – Sometimes the the writing's on the wall with that one because we didn't trust Eddie Royale with cheese, 
Vincent Brown, we, we don't really think he's a big playmaker. It's really Antonio Gates. And we knew Keenan Allen had the injury coming into the season, but once he got healthy, we knew that he was going to step up into the, a, a big-time role, and that seems what is going on here with the Chargers. Yeah, so he, he's uh, – man, if you grabbed him, he's a perma starter. For yes, the, he is. The near future, anyway, you know. San Diego's uh, playing some pretty good football right now. So moving over to the wide receivers not playing good football, Bill. How about Marquise Colston? One catch for 11 yards, seriously? You know, who did Drew Brees pass to? Because you're going to see that Jimmy Graham is on the wide, uh, tight end chump list this week. Colston only had one catch for 11 yards. I don't know how Brees got his stats on Sunday. Kenny Sills, uh, I guess. It's a good question, Bill. I mean, um, it seems like they just throw it to the backs, like – yeah, that's just, yeah. That's why I love Darren Sproles. You know, I mean, Sproles caught six balls. Watson caught three. Yeah, I mean, Brees against only completed. Team. He only completed seventeen balls, Bill, and nine of them were to, uh, or ten of them were to either Sproles, uh, Pierre Thomas, or Watson. Yep. yep. Stills had three, and nobody else had more than one. That's it. You know, just spread it around. Yeah. You know, usually you see Jimmy Graham with, with 10 catches here, but that's not the case. Aqib Tlaib did a great job of uh, shutting him down until the injury. Yes, he did. Another chump this week, Bill. How about Torrey Smith? Only one <sighs> catch for 12 yards. That's a surprising stat line. The Ravens, man, I just can't figure them out. I really can't figure them out. They play terribly against the Buffalo Bills. They beat the Miami Dolphins, and then they play terribly against the, the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, you're the defending champs. It's it's tough to defend that title. That's all I can say. Another guy that makes the list. How about Megatron, Bill? He's clearly not 100%. Um, no, he's not. And it's a shame that we have him here. But you know what? If you're the best receiver in the game and you're coming down with three catches for 25 yards, got to put you on the chump list, whether you're 100% healthy or 50% healthy. Yeah, he burned me in one of my leagues. I had to put him in there and did not produce, Bill. He did not produce. Moving over to the tight end champs, Bill. How about Vernon Davis? Eight catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns. I believe this is the best regular season fantasy output of his career. Monster, monster, monster game. And then you look at what his quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, did. You're like, where did all these yards and, and touchdowns come from? Like, it's, it's just crazy how much Vernon Davis is involved in that offense when he's healthy. Uh, Kaepernick finished with. 252 yards and two touchdowns. Vernon Davis had 180 of those 252 yards. 180. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, if you look, I mean, you look at it. He completed 16 balls. Eight went to Vern. Yep. It's kind of like the Saints. Eight went to Vern. Uh, three went to Bolden, and then nobody else caught more than one. Everyone else had one. Yeah. They really need another weapon. The 50- uh, that trade deadline, October 29th, Bill. 14 days from two weeks from today. Hakeem Nicks, Josh Gordon, hello. They need to do something. I mean, I mean, unless they expect Crabtree to come back, hundred percent. You know, the 49ers are four and two. It's their Super Bowl chances are here right now. Sure. I know Alden Smith probably not going to play the rest of the year, but their defense is still legit. They just need some playmakers on offense. Now, I realize they 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 won the game, thirty-two to twenty. They put up thirty-two points on the board. But you know what? Kendall Hunter had a rushing touchdown. Vernon Davis had two rushing touchdowns, so that's only 21 points. The rest of those, the rest of the 12 points came from your kicker. You really rely, really want to rely on your kicker for for three field goals a game, three four field goals? Not me. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. 
another tight end champ out of nowhere, Bill. Joseph Fourier. 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 What did I say? I Fourier. think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he actually was a very productive tight end in college, Bill, at UCLA. Okay. One of the top college fantasy football tight ends. Un- went undrafted, and he caught three balls. All of them were for touchdowns. I don't, I don't know how to say his last name. I just like saying Fourier. It is Fourier. It is I it? mispronounced okay. it before. Yes. You know, he had, he, he had a hat trick on Sunday, and listen, let him get his work in now while Calvin Johnson's uh, not healthy, because as soon as Johnson, as soon as Megatron's back, you know, Fourier goes back to the, back to the no man's land. Did you see his little dance? Well, he did, remember, he had a touchdown earlier in the year, um, and he did the in-sync bye-bye-bye dance. Ask your daughter about that one. I'm sure she knows it. But uh, so this, he's very familiar with his, or I guess, you know, not familiar with the end zone, but he does like to do a little dance once he gets into the end zone. He had a, he had a touchdown catch in week one, touch, touchdown catch in week three, and then he had three here in week six. You know, people are going to call us and ask us if he they should be picking him up, and him along with another guy that I'm going to talk about a little bit later, I'm staying away from, not even okay. considering uh, picking up those guys. Gotcha. Last tight end champ. How about Kyle Rudolph coming out of nowhere, too? Speaking out of nowhere, this guy's been dormant for the first five weeks, Bill, and he blows up with a nine-catch, 97-yard touchdown performance. Matty Castle, baby, rejuvenating the the Vikings uh, offense. Tongue in cheek, I hope. Uh, yeah, a little bit. 11 targets for uh, Rudolph, nine catches, 97 yards. Pretty good day. Um, doubtful if he has another day like that the rest of the year. Rejuvenating he does the have Vikings a nice offense. schedule coming up. The Vikings scored 10 points. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just choking a little bit. And the, by the way, that touchdown was with a minute left in the game. Yeah, they were down thirty-five to three. <laughs> Castle, yeah. Natty Castle. All right, Five. tight end chumps. How about Jimmy Graham? Zero catches, Bill. Zero yards. How many fantasy points is that? Zero with a big fat Z in front of it. Uh, you know, Coach Bill Belichick knew that. Drew Brees, his best option, best target, most explosive playmaker is Jimmy Graham. So what does he do? He puts his best corner, his best cover guy on the big tight end. And even though it was a mismatch, Tlaib, you got to give him credit, did a tremendous job of uh, shutting down Jimmy G. He did. It got to the point where Brees was trying to force it to him, and it, it was kind of ugly. So, And anyone job. that says that Jimmy Graham, oh, he was hurt, listen, he didn't get hurt until the end of the game. So, Yeah, that's a, something to keep an eye on, too. They have a bye week this week, right? Yeah, bye week. Which just comes at a good time to see if he's ready to rock and roll in two weeks. I uh, think he'll be fine. Two other tight end chumps, Bill. How about Jason Witten and Greg Olson? Jason Witten, only three catches for 27 yards against the Redskins defense. You know, I, I was expecting fireworks in that game, and I, I just didn't get them. And uh, with for Witten to only have three catches in the whole game, it's crazy because the last two weeks, week four, week five, he had ten targets. Against the Broncos, excuse me, against the Broncos, he had seven catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. So his targets dropped in half for week six. I don't know how that happens. You know what really screwed up that game is if you look at the stats, I mean, Dallas only generated, uh, let's see, total yards, 200. They got out yardaged, Dallas, okay? The Redskins had 433 yards of offense. Yep. Dallas, 213, less than half. 213 yards of offense, Bill. But what screwed everything up was Dwayne Harris. Oh, with the return? That kills you in fantasy. Yeah. Kills you. It takes away, yeah. 
because he had the punt return for a touchdown, then he had the other long return that set up a touchdown. There's two drives gone, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you would have told me Dallas had 213 yards of offense, you would not and expect 31 points out of that, you know? Right. right. So just a weird – that was just a weird game, and terrible fantasy game, just just awful all the, all the way around. All right, so that was our champs and chumps from week six. We're going to take a break. Coming up, week six injury recap plus our week seven waiver wire report. So if you have any questions on the waiver wire, you can give us a call, 855-478-7030, and you can email us, radio at footballnation.com. More of the fantasy football champs coming up right after this. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out 
collegefootballgeek.com. Probable? It is what it is. Questionable? I've fallen and I can't get up. Doubtful? Are any of your players on this week's injury report? It's time for Bumps and Bruises. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs. Yes, Bumps and Bruises, the weekly injury report here on Fantasy Football Champs Radio. And Todd, we have a little bit more than just bumps and bruises, some significant injuries this week. Let's get started with our quarterback. Thaddeus Lewis of the Buffalo Bills has a foot sprain. His status is up in the air for Week 7. How about Matty Flynn? $14.5 million. He started one game. He got paid $14.5 million the last two years. And here he is. He's popping up again. Now he's signed with the Buffalo Bills. I mean, really? The Bills drafted E.J. Manuel. They signed Kevin Cobb in the offseason. Think about the quarterbacks that they've gone through this year, and we're not even halfway through October. E.J. Manuel, Kevin Cobb, both hurt. Jeff Tool time is, uh, in a, you know, you can't use, useless. They went with Thaddeus Lewis, who, had, who made the quarterback champ list, but we just didn't talk about him because of the injury. And now he's out, too, so they had to go out and sign Matt Flynn. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that is right. I mean, he got cut by the Raiders. Why would, you know, the, if they were smart, they would have went after Josh Freeman last week. Yeah, I right? guess. Well, yeah. it depends on what they think of EJ Manuel. Well, I mean, Manuel's not coming back for another six weeks. I mean, they don't have to use Josh Freeman for the future. Six weeks? Yeah, he's uh, out for a while. I thought it was only a couple more. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Think yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah, they would have been wise to have uh, considered him. But, yeah, Matt Flynn, that's a great fallback option. <laughs> How about Matt Schaub of the Houston Texans? I hate this. Uh, he had an ankle uh, ankle injury in the game. The Texans are unsure if he can go in Week 7. But the Houston Texan fans were cheering when Matt Schaub got hurt. And, and we dealt with this last year when Matt Castle was playing for the Chiefs. He got hurt. The Chief fans started cheering. I don't like that. You know, that that's just, to me, very disrespectful, despicable. Uh, fans need to get a grip in that kind of situation. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, you know... And then what happens? T.J. Yates comes in and throws a pick six. Right, exactly. So, hello, St. Louis Rams defense this weekend. How about them? Should have put them on. <laughs> should have put them in the Chiefs on the champ list. Seriously, uh, you know it's a mess in Houston, Bill. It's 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 a downward spiral, and it doesn't. I don't see any uh, light on the horizon there. It, it's it's bad news. So I don't know what's going to turn that around there, but it's going down in in a hurry. Yeah. Moving over to the running backs, Todd. DeMarco Murray of the Dallas Cowboys seems like we're talking about him every year. Sprained MCL is expected to miss multiple weeks. Todd, his injury history goes back to his days at, uh, what was it, Oklahoma? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, when he lipped off the field, I kind of just shrugged my shoulders and said, there there we go again. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. The guy just can't stay healthy. Another guy on the list. How about David Wilson, Bill? Uh, he does not need surgery now on his, the neck injury right but but he won't play until after the team's week nine bye so uh, we're going into week seven and he's not expected to potentially play till week 10 yeah and when he does uh return Andre Brown is supposed to be back uh Brandon Jacobs still gonna be with the team 
So, you know, Wilson kind of just, you know, he really lost that opportunity. He had such a big chance to make a a big splash in fantasy football through the first five weeks of the season, and he just couldn't get it done, and now he's hurt. Now he's not expected back for another three or four weeks. So tough break there with Wilson. Another guy on the list, Steven Jackson from the Falcons. He's still nursing that hamstring injury, Bill. He's originally was expected to come back this week. Right. But he hasn't shown up at practice. Uh, he hasn't participated in practice yet. Like, what's going on here? Like, Steven Jackson is a hamstring injury. He was out since week two. I know. It's week seven. I need I need some. <laughs> I've got a lineup, Bill. We're going to get to the wide receivers here. I need Steven Jackson back in a big way. My receivers are decimated by injury just destroyed your who your receivers are running back my receivers so i need to at least open up a flex and get steven jackson there i need this guy back on the field now mm. please Ugh. all right let's get to those wide receivers bill because it's, it's killing me because all these guys I, I basically have all these guys randall cobb bill broken fibula out six to eight weeks this one hurts todd you know we had julio jones out for the year last week Randall Cobb, pretty much out for the year. I mean, yeah, he can come back for the fantasy football playoffs. But if you're not making the playoffs, you, you know, you might have to drop him. Or you might want to try to trade him to the guy that's that's first place in your league and say, hey, you know, you're going to be in the playoffs. So here's Randall Cobb. Give me, I don't know, Mike Wallace or Anquan Bolin or someone. Get some use out of him because if you drop him, then that guy's getting him for free anyway. But that's a tough break, man. Love Randall Cobb this year. To me, he was a top 10 receiver coming into this week. And for him to miss six to eight weeks, is, that's just a big-time blow. Yeah. You know, friggin', friggin' Adam Schefter yesterday reported, oh, he's not only expected to miss two or three weeks. And then the news comes out like five minutes later that he actually broke his fibula. So, you know, Schefter, he's another guy that has to get a grip sometimes. Sometimes his reports are just so off the charts that it's not even like – it's not even close to being right. Next guy on the list, Danny Amendola. Another guy, Bill. Just, Ugh. you know, he can't stay healthy no matter what. You know, it's always something. And he got hit pretty hard, knocked out. Concussion. Who knows? You know, we're, <laughs> we just when you, you thought it was safe to put him back in your lineup, Bill, he's, he's out again. You know, I, I used Danny Amendola in one of my uh, leagues this year. Here's the thing about PPR leagues. Full point per reception. At one point in the game, he had two catches for zero yards, which was two points. You know, that, that kind of just has to make you chuckle a little bit. Uh, now with the injury, you know, with, with the NFL concussion protocol, I feel like it's different with every player. He looked pretty bad. I mean, he looked just as bad as when, remember when Jermichael Finley tried to walk off the field yeah, after bad. getting the concussion? Amendola looked just as bad. He, he didn't know where he was. He was kind of falling back a little bit. Definitely needed help, needed assistance leaving the field. I wouldn't expect him to see him uh, on the field this week or active no, this week. No, no. All right, this guy killed me. Cecil Shorts, Bill. Sprained AC joint in his shoulder, unlikely to play this week. He got hurt early in the game. A big zero fantasy yeah. pass for me. And, and this one's going to hurt, Todd, even more because I don't know if he's going to play this week. I mean, you think about your shoulder. How is a receiver supposed to go up and catch the football if he, if he can't raise his arm? And we saw Justin Blackman get 20 targets against the Denver Broncos. You had to figure that half of those would have gone to Cecil Shorts. If he was in the game, we, we knew the the Jaguars would be passing a lot. You'd get a lot of garbage time points. And instead of a, a 50-50 split between Blackman and Cecil, it was it was all Blackman. 
Yep. Cecil Shorts, another guy in my DraftKings lineup this oh. week, Bill. Got a big goose egg out of uh, Cease. <laughs> All right, another Cease. guy in the wide receiver. <laughs> oh. All right, another guy in the wide receiver's injury report is James Jones, another Packer, Bill. Yeah. What's the deal here? Uh, apparently, the Packers dodged a bullet because both of their starting wide receivers, other than Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb we know is out. We just talked about him a little bit uh, earlier. But with James Jones, it was a little scary there for a second because now Cobb is out. Jones is out, too. Who the heck is Ryan Rodgers going to throw to other than Jordy Nelson? So James Jones is a leg injury, um, but right now he's questionable for week seven. I wouldn't be surprised if he played. All right, so they avoided a disaster here. They did. With James Jones. It doesn't look serious. We don't really know for sure, but right now it could have been worse. Let's put it that way. Right. right. Over to the tight ends, Bill. Jimmy Graham, ankle, foot injury. We aren't sure exactly what it is, are we? No, not yet, but the good news is you had to find a replacement for Jimmy Graham this week anyway because he's on a bye. He's expected to be fine for week eight, but remember, he dealt with an ankle injury last year. Hopefully it's not that same situation where, where he's kept out a couple games. Yes, and you know you didn't put him on the list here on our little our little preview here, but oh, about Gronk, Bill, <sighs> Todd. I mean, you said it. You're done speculating on when on when Gronk is going to come back into the game or come back uh, and be active. It's it's the same nonsense every single week. Monday or Tuesday, Pro Football Focus or Pro Football Talk says that Gronk's going to play. Thursday or Friday, Adam Schefter or Jay Glazer or whoever come out and say, oh, Gronk's not likely to play this week. Every single week. If it hasn't happened yet, I guarantee it will happen sometime in the next few hours. Someone from Pro Football Talk is going to say Gronk is likely to play in Week 7. And then on Thursday or Friday, someone from ESPN or NFL Network or Fox Sports is going to come out and say he's unlikely to play. Guaranteed it happens. Guarantee. Yeah, I, that's why I, you know. That's why you said you're done, and I can't blame you. I'm done with this crap. I fell into the trap way too long, but now I'm joining your team. Done speculating on Gronk. You know, and um, what did you make of the um, the ESPN report that it's now it's starting to kind of leak into the locker room? Because apparently Gronk, you know, is is performing well at practice, and the team just doesn't understand why he won't suit up for games. And and apparently it's because – his two his his two sets of doctors haven't officially cleared him yet. That's what yeah. Schefter had said anyway. I mean, but the report is that now the Patriot team is getting upset. Do you believe any of that? I don't buy into that stuff. I, don't buy I that mean, either. I think the Pats realize that they're five and one, exactly. and they're winning with w- winning without him right now. What I don't like is is hearing quotes from his mom. Like, yeah, listen, lady. Yeah, we understand that you're a mother and that you want your, ch- your child to be protected and, and healthy. But I don't care what you have to say. So, yeah, he had five surgeries in the last two and a half years. And, yeah, I'm sure that's really tough. But you know what? He plays a violent sport and he gets paid millions of dollars for it. So just go home, sit on your couch, and, you know, let your son do the talking. I don't need to hear any quotes from you. Never, never a good idea when the parents get involved. In, oh, it's in, just terrible. Bill, in Philadelphia, Wilma McNabb used to. Oh, God, the chunky soup lady. Uh, she she was well, the original, right? She was the original she, chunky soup mom. She was one of them, yeah. But before the commercials, she would just chime in, like, just to stir the pot. She would chime in and say something stupid in the press. I, I just don't get that. I've never like, understood that. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that, especially in Philadelphia. Just, you know, the parents need to stay out of it. 
All right, so like we do every week, we kind of take the injury report and then transition right into our waiver wire report since they both pretty much go hand in hand. Free agents, pickups, or waiver wire claims. Man, I'm glad I called that guy. The names may be different in your league, but the players are the same. The fantasy football champs are here with the roster moves you should make this week. All right, so our waiver wire report for week seven. Keep in mind, the New Orleans Saints and the Oakland Raiders are on a bye this week. So, Drew Brees, Jimmy Graham, Marquise Colston, Darren Sproles, Pierre Thomas, Darren McFadden, Denarius Moore, Terrell Pryor, all no games this week. So get them out of your lineups and think about the players that you need to replace. We'll start it off with the quarterbacks. Last week, Todd, we mentioned Nick Foles and Sam Bradford. Foles had four touchdowns. Sam Bradford had three touchdowns. Some of those people out there that are listening are a little slow to the waiver wire, so we just want to bring up their names just in case they're still out there. Foles against the Dallas Cowboys defense, Bill, at home. There you go. In a battle for first place in the weak NFC East. Um, You know, at this point in time, the word in Philadelphia is, you know, it can all change here in the next day or two, but right now it looks like Foles will probably start that game. You'll never hear me say this again, but I really hope the Eagles win. I just you know, really, yeah. I just I, I can't stand Dallas Cowboy fans. I, I I can't stand them. People are like tagging me on Insta. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get into that. It's ridiculous. But yes, I hope the Eagles win. Well, whoever wins this division is going nowhere. So, <laughs> you know, as an Eagles fan, I'll, I'll say this: at least my well, expectations are, you know, in check. None. I mean. I, as long as they're showing some sort of improvement under Chip Kelly, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Whether they get to the playoffs or not, because the Eagles are just – their defense is terrible. It needs a complete overhaul, and it's going to take more than one year. Dallas fans are fooling themselves if they think they're going anywhere. That's I mean, what I think, too. Come on. And Redskins, I mean, 1-4, Giants 0-6. So, you know, it's uh, – they'll hype the game, and it's always a fun game when those two teams get involved or, you know, are on the field. But, um, you know, I- I'm with you, man. All right, so some other quarterbacks some other quarterbacks for this week, Todd. Andy Dalton uh, is playing against the Detroit Lions. And then Mike Lennon looked pretty good to me playing against the Falcons. Yeah, uh, Dalton especially. He um, showed signs of life finally. Yep. And I expect that to continue next week. So I'm with you on the, on the Dalton pick. Dalton had a good game last week, and the Lions just got beat up by Thaddeus Lewis. I love to – if you really break it down, I'd love to do a breakdown of the quarterbacks who have that running back outlet who can make them look good. Yep. Giovanni Bernard, you throw a little one-yard pass to Giovanni and just watch him go. You know, it's like Drew Brees with Sproles. You know, it, it's the yards after the catch, guys. And that's why you got to love Dalton because Gio is just – he's every week, Bill, he's getting better and better. I missed smoke before. The Lions just got beaten up by Brandon Weed and the, uh, the Browns. 292 yards and two touchdowns. So Dalton should have a pretty good game against Detroit. How about the running backs, Bill? Who we got? All right, so remember, last week we said Andre Ellington and Zach Stacy were the guys to pick up. We've been saying Andre Ellington for a few weeks now. Yep. Um, so, again, if they're still out there, those are the guys that you have to be picking up. But for this week, if, if you're in a competitive league with a very active waiver wire, then Joseph Randall has to be the top option this week, top option, because we know DeMarco Murray's hurt. We know he's not coming back for a couple weeks now. Joseph Randall is going to be the running back because Lance Dunbar is also injured. So my number one waiver wire pickup this week is Joseph Randall. Yeah, they're against the Eagles. There you go. 
How about Brandon Jacobs, Bill? He shocked the world last week on Thursday night. I mean, he looked like the Brandon Jacobs from five years ago. Yes. Now, this remember earlier in the show, I said I was going to name someone that I'm not picking up in a league, and this is that that's who it is. It's Brandon Jacobs. I know that everyone watched him primetime television on Thursday night football. He had over 100 yards. He had two touchdowns. He does his stupid, ridiculous dance in the end zone. This guy is not a consistent fantasy football producer. There's a reason why the Giants cut bait with him uh, two years ago. There's a reason why he didn't play a snap last year with the San Francisco 49ers. The New York Giants are desperate for a running back. David Wilson's hurt. Darrell Scott's hurt. Andre Brown is hurt. Michael Cox is a rookie who Coach Tom Coughlin said today he does some things well, but he does a lot of things not very good. So Brandon Jacobs is the only guy in the Giants' backfield. That's why he got all those carries. That's why he got all that production. The Bears' defense, they were missing a defensive tackle. They were missing um, uh, two middle linebackers. So let's not go crazy with Brandon Jacobs here. I guarantee, what did he have, 109 and two touchdowns? How many points is that, Todd? Six, 12? Like 22 points. Yep. He also had a catch. So 23 points if you're in a PPR league. I guarantee you over the next three weeks, he has 23 combined po- total points. Even against the Vikings this week. Yep. All right. He's just not a guy I'm picking up. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm not trusting him either. But if you're in dire straits, you got <sighs> bye-week issues. There's, I'd, I'd rather have the, these next couple of guys that we're going to talk about. All right. Let's go through them. Who do you got? All right. So Chris Obanaya of the Cleveland Browns. I think Wills McGahee is just a, a veteran playmaker right now that will average three yards a carry and doesn't really get a whole lot of action in the passing game, whereas Chris Obanaya is very involved in the passing game. And, and you said it, Todd. You know, sometimes you need a playmaker at, at the running back spot to, to help out the quarterback, and that's what Obanaya can do for Brandon Whedon. And I think North Turner realizes that because Willis McGay is not very active out of the backfield catching passes. So if you're in a PPR league, Obanaya is the guy you want. How about the Saints' latest running back? The running back du jour down there in New Orleans, Bill. Now, now here's the thing. I know the Saints are on a bye this week, but Mark Ingram, to me, is not going to get many carries going forward, even when he's healthy. For whatever reason, the Saints like to mix it up. Pierre Thomas, Darren Sproles, we know, but Kiri Robinson got a lot of action two weeks ago, got a lot of action against the Patriots. Certainly someone worth picking up in in some deeper leagues, 12 or 14-team leagues. You want Robinson on your squad. Last guy on the running back list, Bill. Michael Cox, what do you like about him? All right, so then this is the Giants running back that, that I would actually have more faith in than Brandon Jacobs because he's, a, he's a, a speed demon. This guy can fly all over the field. Brandon Jacobs, we know, can't catch passes out of the backfield. He only caught one last week. So to me, Michael Cox is going to be a guy that comes in and the Giants are going to use him maybe only 10 or 15 times a game. But those 10 or 15 times will outproduce what Brandon Jacobs gets. Because, listen, if Jacobs doesn't get any goal line carries, then he's not he's not going to be productive. He might get 25, 35 yards, but unless he gets into the end zone, you're going to be scratching your head and saying, why did I trust this guy? Why did I put him in my lineup? Trust me on that one. Brandon Jacobs, not he's not what he did last week. He's just not. Got it. That was I, won't even ha- I won't even have him in my top 30 this week for my rankings. There you go. And Strong the Vikings, words. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm I'm tongue-in-cheek there. All right. right. Wide receivers, Bill. How about Harry Douglas? Um, You know, the Falcons back from the bye week. They um, had some time to try to figure out life without Julio. Yep. Harry Douglas is the number one wide receiver on the team now. 
not only is it life without Julio, it's life without Roddy White as well. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, other than Tony Gonzalez, someone has to catch passes from Matt Ryan, and I think it's going to be Harry Douglas. You think about it, he was the team's number three receiver. When Roddy White and, and Julio Jones have, have been taken out of the game for rest or whatever the past couple seasons, Harry Douglas really hasn't shown that, that he can you know, carry, carry the team like a Julio Jones would. He, he's the number three for a reason. But you know what? Now he's the number one. He's going to get a lot of targets, and hopefully those targets can can equal some receptions. I don't know if he's going to do what Julio Jones did in terms of yards, but he's certainly going to get a lot of catches. Okay. Yeah, I think he's worth picking up. I mean, now you know, with all these injuries going on, uh, I'm I'm going to have to pick him up in one of my leagues. I'm going to try to. Yeah. Uh, desperation move, but you know, he's going to he's going to get he's going to produce um, he's going to produce catches. Will he yep. produce, you know, a ton of yards per catch and touchdowns? That's the question. Right. Probably Catch, not. Catches are going to be there. So if you're in a PPR league, um, Harry am. Douglas is a guy to get. Exactly. Jared Boyd can make your list, Bill. What uh, what makes you put him on the list this week? Hey, Randall Cobb's out. And yep. uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers are a pass-first offense. And James Jones, we think he's going to play this week, but maybe he gets a little bit nicked up. It's not like Jordy Nelson has the cleanest bill of injury uh, history in the past. So with Cobb out, Jared Boykin could be a guy that, that becomes a very quiet sleeper uh, in the next coming weeks. I don't know if he's going to produce right away, but he's certainly a guy you'll want to look at if you're in a deeper league. How about uh, Mr. Riley Cooper, Bill? Controversial offseason for... Riley Cooper, but he came through with a big game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, catching four balls, 120 yards, and a touchdown. And he's up against Dallas this week. You know, with, with Cooper, it kind of seemed when Vic was under center that it was Deshaun Jackson, it was LaShawn McCoy, and it was Mike Vick. That was it. But now that we see Nick Foles under center, he's kind of spreading the wealth a little bit more. Brent Selleck's a little bit more involved. And I liked what I saw out of Riley Cooper at a, a big uh, catch and run for a touchdown, and he showed his speed on that play. So with Deshaun Jackson getting so much attention now, I wouldn't be surprised if Riley Cooper starts making some more noise. You know, the, the Eagles' offense has obviously been pretty good. Imagine if they had Jeremy Macklin in the mix too, Bill. I mean, that is such a tough one, and no one's talking about that either, Todd, but that, that's, that's a I'm really saying. tough blow. I mean, yeah, um, if they had Macklin in this mix, the, the offense would really be something. Um, how about Brandon LaFell, Bill, now? This is a guy that, you know, was a kind of a sleeper last year, and he slept walked through the season. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, so Brandon LaFell makes the list now after a big game. Um, Was not expecting this from Brandon LaFell, but you know what? When Cam Newton throws three touchdowns, I guess you have to figure that Steve Smith is going to get one, maybe Greg Olson, or, you know, one of these receivers, Brandon LaFell or Ted Ginn. And a couple weeks ago it was Ted Ginn, so now Brandon LaFell got a chance, and I would trust LaFell a little bit more than 10 Ginn because I think LaFell is a little bit more of a well-rounded receiver. Still only four targets, Bill, but he did catch all four for 107 yards and a touchdown. That's the thing that scares me. Yeah, there's not a lot of targets there, but he's a big play guy, I yep. mean, uh, obviously. So here's a guy that's very intriguing, and we're getting a lot of questions on this at FF Champs, Bill. Percy yeah. Harvin makes the list. You know, the thing about Percy is we don't know when he's coming back. But I do like to start putting guys like Percy Harvin and make maybe Michael Crabtree in the next two weeks. I, I like to start bringing up their names now just to keep them on top of mind, make sure that people don't forget about them, and, and we'll start to keep an eye on him and see when he's going to rejoin the team, when he starts practicing again. So it's just a name I like to throw out there to remind people that, hey, this big-time playmaker is coming back, and the chances are he's available in your league. 
I mean, do we know what's the latest? I'm I'm re- actually trying to read an article right now from 13 minutes ago. They just say he's really close. Uh, and who knows what that means? Yeah, it's like Gronk. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, there's a chance. There's a chance he's back in what? Maybe three weeks. Best case scenario. I I, I would say two or three weeks. Best case scenario. Best but case scenario. My guess is somewhere right before Thanksgiving. But now, but if you pick him up, okay, out there, you know, prepare. Don't for a drop him. Yeah. Prepare for a headache. Prepare for you know waiting week to week holding a roster spot. So just you know prepare yourself. The, yep. If you're if you're if you're getting them, you're getting the baggage that goes along with them, and you might be waiting three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. Who knows? Yep. Okay. Marvin Jones, Bill, another guy that makes the list. Another Cal receiver, uh, Keenan Allen's uh, teammate at Cal. There you go. Marvin Jones, three catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown this week. Listen, A.J. Green, we know he's going to get double teamed a lot. I personally thought Mohamed Sanu would be the guy to emerge as the Bengals' number two wide receiver. Right now, uh, Marvin Jones is doing a pretty good job. Two touchdowns in the last four games. Yeah, I'm looking here. Five targets for Jones, six for Sanu, seven for Gio, and 11 for A.J. Yeah. I knew A.J. Green was going to break out. Not break out, but have one of his best games of the year. Moving over to the tight end position, Bill, who do you like? Uh, Jeff Crumlin with Kellen Winslow uh, suspended for the PED violation. Jeff Crumlin's going to get some action for the Jets. We know Geno Smith likes to look at his tight ends. Jordan Reed of the Washington Redskins. It certainly seems like Fred Davis is being phased out of that offense. Jordan Reed had a pretty good game this past weekend against the Cowboys with, I think, uh, four catches, 54 yards, something like that. And then Kyle Rudolph. Todd, he has a big name, but because of his lack of production the last couple weeks, a lot of people dropped him. Uh, 97 yards and a touchdown this past weekend. If you're looking for a tight end because maybe Jimmy Graham is on the bye, you might want to look at Kyle Rudolph playing against the Giants, who have a terrible defense on Monday night. All right, Bill. So there's the list. Now, you said of all these guys, who would be your top three picks? All right, Harry Douglas. uh, Well, Joseph Randall's number one. Harry Douglas is number two. And then depending on your league, like if a guy, if if you have roster space, then I would go after Percy Harvin. If you think you're making the playoffs, go after Percy Harvin. But if you don't have a lot of roster space and, and you know, you're struggling for as many points as possible, Joseph Randall, Harry Douglas, and then take a flyer. If you're in a PPR league, go after Chris Obanaya. Maybe he starts to get a little bit more action in the rushing game. You know he's going to be involved in the passing game. Take a flyer on Riley Cooper. He's on a good offense. Nick Foles is looking really good. Try to go after guys, just like we do in the, in the beginning of the season, Todd. Try to go after guys that are on good offenses. Yeah, I hear you, man. You know, you want the guys with the upside. Absolutely. You know, and if they don't pan out, you just cut them. All right, so that was our waiver wire report. If you have questions, 855-478-7030 is the number to reach us. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Nick, a.k.a. Bodog, is going to join us. He was the week six winner on our contest at DraftKings.com. We're going to talk to him about his strategy, what he plans to do with the money, and also that million dollars that he's qualified for. Uh, that's all coming up next right here on the Fantasy Football Champs. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game Every week, straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread 
in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs. FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. Player rankings, injury updates, and waiver wire advice. The Fantasy Football Champs cover it all. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you. It is time to bring on our Week 6 winner of the DraftKings.com tournament. Clap it up for Nick M, a.k.a. Bodog. What's going on, my man? Hey, how you doing? $116 richer, and you're also getting qualified to compete for a million dollars. Nick, yeah, you're I mean, going to have to help me out with that one. Oh, of course. <laughs> you, you got it, my man, anything. Um, Nick, you've been dominating in the daily, weekly fantasy games all season long. What is your total winning so far? Um, with all the uh, – I got a bunch of tickets uh, this week also, so I'm up about 850 bucks total. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Good for you, man. Listen, if anyone out there uh, wants to sign up at DraftKings, you use uh, promo code CHAMPS, and you'll get a nice little deposit bonus. So, Nick, uh, you took down first place in our Week 6 contest. Uh, what were some of the players that you used from our Best Buy and Overpriced list? Uh, well, I used uh, Andrew Luck. I basically used them all. I used Andrew Luck, DeMarco Murray, Giovanni uh, Bernard, A.J. Green, Keenan Allen, Garrett Graham. And then that let me get uh, Jamal Charles in my flex. So th- this is an interesting strategy you have here, and, and I actually I love it because you use guys that didn't cost a whole lot, but still produced, and then you were able to save a lot of money, and then you grab the guy like Jamal Charles. That's a really really good strategy. Yeah, it's, it's worked all year long. I mean, uh, I mean, I had some, I had a losing team because I had Jimmy Graham and another one, but uh, okay. But, no, this one, uh, I thought I was dead when DeMarco Murray went out early. Right. And then I tell you, I almost lost it when Luck threw that interception because I was up by, like, four points. Yeah, oh, Nick, Nick, I was just going to ask you. You won 100. Your final score was 144.28. 
the guy that finished in second place had 142.34. So you were very, very close. That Andrew Luck interception, man, that almost cost you. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it was, it was the, he had Keenan Allen and Danny Woodhead. Right. And I had Keenan Allen and Luck going. Yep. And I'm, like, sitting there just going, keep giving it to Ryan Matthews. Keep giving it to Ryan Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> And I got to give the guys at DraftKings credit because last night I had Danny Woodhead, Keenan Allen, and, and T.Y. Hilton going, and I kept hitting refresh, 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 refresh. And they were on the money with those stats coming up pretty oh, much were. right away. I'm just hoping there's no uh, point correction on Thursday. I don't. I, I think I think you're fine. Um, <laughs> you, you you finish in first place, a hundred dollars, or actually, what was it, 116 bucks? 116 nice. plus the 109. Uh, a qualifier ticket. Now, how many people are eligible to play in those $109 qualifiers? Um, what it is is it's a 50-person or 57, I can't remember exactly which uh, thing, and the top, I think it's the top two get a million-dollar qualifier, and then the next two or three, something like that, get another qualifier. Okay, so you're entering this big tournament to get into the the final tournament of the year where there's $3.1 million up for grabs. The first place guy gets a million dollars. I mean, you're off to a great start. You said you only uh, won already uh, over $800 this year. You certainly know what you're doing, and we're going to help you out as much as possible. I would love nothing more for you to take home that million bucks. Oh, man, it would be great. With big party in New York if that happens. No, ah, I can't wait. Nick, I just want to say congratulations and thanks for joining us today. And, again, uh, keep up the great work over at DraftKings.com. Thanks. Uh, just kinda, I got a couple of quick questions for you. Yeah, absolutely. What do you got? Yeah, I've got um, – I, I was able to get drunk in the sixth round in a keeper league, and okay. I've got Gonzo also, and I'm getting really set up. And I'm just wondering, I've got some bye week issues. Is it worth it to maybe just – Craig Gronk now for say someone like something like Marino and Smith, Steve Smith, and just go with Gonzo and the hell with the keeper next year and go for the win this year. What's your record? I'm uh, three and three. You think someone's going to give you Moreno and Steve Smith for Gronk? They might. Hey, it, 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 it might be Ellington and Steve Smith. I mean, that's a big drop off. I would do Moreno and Steve Smith. Ellington. Okay. I mean, I guess he's a good keeper for next year, but if you want to win right now, then go for Moreno. I mean, this guy's playing yeah. like that. Okay. And then uh, in another league, I have Rice and Martin. I start one running back and two flex. Should I try and maybe package one of those guys and, and try and pick up, you know, Reggie Bush or something like that if I throw in a big wide receiver? Todd, what are we thinking about Doug Martin going forward? Do we think he's going to bounce back? Ray Rice, same question. Man, I tell you, let down city, man. How does Doug Martin not produce against the Eagles? I don't know. Uh, it well, really, depends. yeah. I'd rather have Reggie Bush. I would too. Okay. Yeah, because I can get rid of one. I can probably get rid of Pierre Garcon because I've got Keenan Allen and uh, Brandon Marshall, and package them with like Rice or Martin, and then try and get Reggie Bush out of the guy. You'd be giving up too much if you give up Garcon and Martin just to get Reggie Bush. Okay. I would get someone else there. Okay. All right. All right. Nick, thanks so much, and all once right. again, congratulations. Well, thanks, man, and I appreciate all the help, and I'll be listening on Thursday. You got it. 
Nick, a.k.a. Bodog, the DraftKings winner from Week 6. Did an excellent job. Jamal Charles in the flex, Todd. That's a really good strategy. <laughs> that was a great strategy. Yeah, especially in the full-point PPR. Ugh, unbelievable. Um, he did great, you know, and I love that he used all of our – literally, he used every single – you know, every single pick was one of our best buys, I believe. Yep. See, that, now, that's, the, that's the trick about the best buys because it gives you players that don't cost a lot. It, it saves you money on your budget, and then you can you have the luxury of picking up a guy like Jamal Charles. I picked up a guy like Arian Foster because I saved money else, elsewhere. Um, I, I think we have another – I think Dan Pe- – let's bring on Dan. Uh, Dan, what's going on, man? Hey, Bill. Hey, Todd. How you guys doing? Dan, you won money this week too? Oh, I did great. I turned $5 into $1,000 and a $1,500 entry into the grand finale. Come on! 20, yeah, 20, I know. 2,250 people in it, and I took first. Dan Perry, a.k.a. or Perry04 from Wisconsin. Dan, I didn't. what contest was that? That was in our exclusive contest. No, it was a $5 uh, 10K guaranteed buy-in. Who was your and, team? We got to know it. Was your team the same um, one? Had, uh, was your that? team the was your team the same one that you used in our in our tournament? No, it was not. Okay, because you I mean you had a good team in that one. You finished in eleventh place. I did. I wanted to give you and uh, Bulldog a shout out for the good, for the good finishes too. You way to step up, Bill. Absolutely, hey, man. I had to bring the heat this week after a disappointing week last week. <laughs> All right, Harry, so tell- who, who was your team in the the the, the big uh, thousand buck one you won? I had uh, Cam Newton. Um, Noshaw Moreno, Giovanni Bernard, um, Demarius Thomas, A.J. Green, um, Garrett Graham, and um, defense is the Chiefs kicker was uh, nice. Zerline, and um, my money maker was Keenan Allen and my nice. flex. Excellent, I went, from 20, I went from 25th to 1st on Monday night. Wow, that's a big-time jump, man. So you got 1000 bucks. And you also won a fifteen hundred dollar qualifier. So what, how many people are in that one? That's the that's the grand finale, the million dollar one. I don't. It doesn't say how many people are in it, but first place oh, is a million. So wait, you're already in it? I'm in it. Oh damn! Good job, Dan. That's great. Yeah, I so love essentially- hearing. I love hearing from our from our members, Todd at FFJams.com. They listen to our our best buy and overpriced players, and and look at Dan now. Bodog's trying to qualify for that million dollar contest, and here's Dan, aka Perry04, already in the million dollar qualifier. So, Perry, yeah, take us into your living room last night. You have Keenan Allen, okay. You you probably got you know you're probably on like monkey on crack syndrome with your computer <laughs> refreshing the. Button, I have, right? yeah, I have my twelve year old daughter. Um, putting her laundry away, taking a shower, and she I was scared to death when Keenan Allen caught that first touchdown because I was going, I jumped out of my seat and I was screaming. That's great, man. That's great. <laughs> so you are in that uh, million dollar grand finale, three point one million dollars in prizes. Uh, first place gets a million dollars, but even if you finish in three hundredth place, you still get yep. three thousand bucks. Three thousand, yep. And and you already won a thousand this week, so that was a pretty good weekend, man. Oh, it was great. Dan, that is so awesome. So happy to hear from you. I had no idea that you were competing in other contests, but good for you, man. That, that's that's just awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, your best buy overpriced. Um, it did it for me. So, that, and, your, oh, and, your, and, and your thoughts on, uh, you know, um, preparing for the defense and not, not forgetting about it. I think yep. the Chiefs have made it great. 
Great, man. I'm happy to help you. Tell me, uh, what was your score in that contest? Just curious. And she took home first place. Um, 192. Wow. Something. Okay. Wow, that's impressive, man. Because I oh, yeah, man. Was... that that's really good. Good for you. That's awesome, Dan. You have any questions for week seven? Um, I had a quick uh, waiver question. If you got a second. Yeah, of course. What do you got? Um, I'm number uh, one on my waiver list, and I don't know who I want to pick up between uh, Brandon Jacobs. John Randall or uh, Boykin from Green Bay? Go with Randall, man. You know, Brandon Jacobs, I I think that game was very fluky for him. I think Randall has a really good opportunity going forward to make a lot of noise in that Dallas Cowboys backfield. To me, the Giants, they still can't block. Their offense isn't going anywhere. At least with the Cowboys, Romo and and Des Bryant open up things for Joseph Randall to – to make some noise running the football. DeMarco Murray is going to be out for a little bit now, at least a month. So I would absolutely go with Randall. Uh, luckily, you have that first waiver wire pickup. Awesome. We'll do. Can I shoot one more? Sure. Um, I have another. I have the number one waiver wire and another one. And um, should I pick up uh, Nick Foles if I have RG3 already playing? Uh, who else is out there? Uh, for quarterbacks, um, it's. Nick Foles is probably the best one. You want? Do you? Um... I have Michael Vick too, but he's on my bench. Right, right. Who who would you be dropping for Foles? Um, I would be dropping um, Jonathan Franklin. Yeah, that's not a bad move at all. I would I mean, do that. Yeah, I would do that too. Here's I would the deal. Lose my, I would lose, and then I would start him this week over RG three. You know, I didn't do my I didn't do my week seven rankings just yet. Um, I'm, I'm still in the middle of them. The, the radio show kind of gets interferes with that a little bit. I'll have them ready by 3.30. But right now, just giving like a quick look, I, ha- I have Griffin playing against the 15th-ranked Bears defense. Nick Foles playing against the 32nd defense in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. So I, I'm going to lean toward Foles right now. Okay. Here's the deal. There, there's a I'm, – I'm pretty close with what goes on in Philadelphia. And – do not rule out the fact that there's a chance, Bill, if Foles plays this week and starts and does well, yeah. and, you know, plays well, Vic's he done. might win. The, he might have won the job. Right. There's a growing sentiment that Chip Kelly's kind of using this next game for Foles as kind of make or break. And Good. I know that's kind of harsh, but and it could be speculation. But there's a chance that Foles, if he plays well, he could, you know, be a starter for the rest of the year if he can stay healthy. Dan, so, forget about your redraft leagues. Just focus on that million dollars that you can win over at DraftKings.com. That's what I'm doing. I, I'm already spending the million. All right. Uh, <laughs> so we'll have to help you prepare. What what week is that tournament? What week? Uh, it's uh, week 16. Oh, it's the last December week of the 22nd. season. All right. Well, so we got a lot of homework to do, man. You have uh, – I think you have my personal contact info. You can uh, give me a shot anytime. Yeah, I will be relying on you guys for that week for sure. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate the phone call. Congratulations this week. Cool. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bill, that is awesome. He's a good guy. He sent me uh, every week. I, I drink Dunkin' Donuts on my uh, webcast on Sunday mornings. He sent me a nice little Dunkin' Donuts gift card this off season. So uh, I like to see you know our FF Champs members doing well over at DraftKings. A thousand bucks this week, and now he's qualified for that million dollars. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, good for Danny. He's a good dude. Well, the beautiful thing about the whole DraftKings thing, Bill, is yeah. if you if you can just place or win one of these con- uh, contests, you, you know you've got house money, right? And then the next week, what a lot of people do, you know, and once you have a little money in the bank, is you can play multiple, you know, multiple um, contests. Yeah, 
and kind of spread the wealth a little bit. So that's that's good stuff. Yeah, 192 points. That's 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 serious mark. Yeah. yeah, that's a serious uh, serious team right there. Chiefs defense. I bet it was like his top scorer. Probably. Yeah. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is the phone number. We're going to go to Jim in Wisconsin. Jim, thanks so much for uh, being patient on hold here. What, what can we help you with this week? Absolutely. Great show, Todd and, and uh, Bill. And Thank I also you. enjoy your Sunday show. It's very helpful. Thank you very much. Um, I appreciate that. You bet. Got a week seven waiver wire question. Dynasty League, so the pickings on the waiver wire are very slim. but got threes on a buy. My backup right now is Glennon. Mike Glennon at Atlanta. The only thing left on that waiver wire, TJ Yates at KC, I threw him out. Thaddeus Lewis at Miami, I basically threw him out. Right. So Chad Henney versus San Diego at home, or whatever happens with that Minnesota Viking quarterback situation. Freeman or Castle, they're both available, and they're at the New York Giants. Nice matchup. What do you think? Oh, man. I think I'm rolling with Glennon. I mean, the, oh, Atlanta, Fal- yeah, the Atlanta Falcons have the 27th worst passing defense in the league or, uh, you know, the fifth worst passing defense in the league. So, you know, with the Vikings playing against the Giants, I like where your head's at, thinking that, you know, the Giants defense stinks and, and they'll, they'll have a good opportunity to make some noise. But we don't know if it's going to be Josh Freeman. We don't know if it's going to be Matt Castle. And unfortunately, we're probably not going to know until, you know, they're playing on Monday night. So if you Correct. take that risk and you lose out, that could be a big blow to your team this week. I don't mind starting Glennon. He looked pretty good against the Eagles. The Falcons defense, I think, is just as bad as, as Philadelphia's. Mike Williams hopefully comes back. So Vincent Jackson and Mike Williams, not a bad option. Maybe Doug Martin gets things going uh, in the passing game as well here. I don't mind rolling with Mike Glennon. Sounds good. I'm going to take that advice. Have All a right. great afternoon. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call and best of luck to you this weekend, Jim. Uh, Ty, let's move it over to Padre Paul calling us from Minneapolis. Padre, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Sorry to keep you on hold for so long. What's going on? Hey, no problem. Uh, in lieu of my last uh, email to you, I figure I got 20 minutes. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I um, just had a question for you, a couple of them on uh, wide receivers and uh, running backs, uh, waiver wire action. I'm sitting good uh, in first place, undefeated. Uh, uh, but I got uh, Brandon nice. Marshall as my wide receiver one, and then after your wide receiver segment, I was torn as to what to do this week uh, with wide receiver two. I got uh, some injury issues like we all do. I got Amendola and Shorts, who are probably not going to play. Right. I have Julian Edelman, um, and I thought about plugging him in, but I also uh, picked up off of um, Waver's LaFell, uh, who lit up the uh, my Vikings uh, over the weekend. Okay. Uh, but now after listening to your segment, I'm thinking, should I go after someone like uh, Harry Douglas or maybe uh, Ruben Randall uh, for next week, uh, who's on waivers as well, to play against that Vikings secondary on Monday night? Is it a full point PPR? Pretty much. Point eight PPR. Point eight PPR. Okay. Well, I do like Julian Edelman this week with Danny Amendola likely not playing. We saw what Edelman can do when Amendola was out of action and Edelman was leading the league in receptions and targets. So certainly plug in Edelman going forward as long as Amendola's out. Now, as far as Brandon LaFell is concerned, I actually like Ruben Randall a little bit better than him. Okay. So you might want to drop, I know you just picked up LaFell, but you might want to go after Ruben Randall. And, and you said another receiver that was on still on waivers. Harry Douglas. Harry yeah. Douglas. Yeah. I like him as well. I like him over Brandon LaFell too. I like, I like Harry Douglas more than Randall, and I like Randall more than LaFell. So it goes Douglas 1, uh, Randall 2, and, and LaFell number 3. Great. I'll probably grab Douglas. And then the only other question I had was at wide re- running back, too. I have Maurice Jones-Drew. I uh, followed your advice. I picked up Ellinger.
Ridley, or would you go maybe uh, onto the waiver wire and then go after the other Randall for the um, for the Cowboys? But I hate to kind of I would I w- I'm a little uncomfortable giving up like an MJD for a guy who will only play a, probably a few weeks before um, Murray's back. Right, right. You know, it, it's interesting because MJD is playing against. Uh, one of the best rushing defenses this weekend with the Chargers. Steven Ridley is playing against one of the best rushing defenses this weekend with the Jets. And Andre Ellington is playing against one of the best rushing defenses this weekend as the Cardinals are taking on the Seahawks. So two or three really tough matchups here. I may lean toward MJD only because I think he's really the only option in that backfield. Whereas... Stephen Ridley can certainly split carries once again. Andre Ellington still hasn't outright uh, won that job outright just yet. I don't like the matchup as much against the Seahawks. The Jets, we know, have a tough defense. So I may roll with MJD this weekend. But I do like the idea of getting Joseph Randall on your team, but I'm not dropping any of those running backs to get him. Okay. I, might, I have two kickers. I have Dawson and Henry, so maybe I could drop Dawson. And- oh, absolutely. No need for two kickers on the squad. I would absolutely go ahead drop one of those kickers, and pick up Joseph Randall. And would you play him this week if you, if you got him? You know, he's playing against the Eagles. I, I might play him this week. Lance Dunbar's out. Uh, DeMarco Murray is out. The Eagles' defense stinks. I may play Joseph Randall over MJD. Hmm. All right. Well, Todd, you agree with me there? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a bold thing to do. He, he's in first place. He, he has the luxury of making bold moves. Okay. Well, I definitely want to pick him up for sure. I'm looking at Dallas's schedule here. I mean, they got the Eagles this week, as you mentioned. Yeah. Lions, Vikings, Saints, Giants, Raiders. Cake, cake, not, cake, 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 cake. Not bad. Yeah. I'd pick him up. Uh, I think MJD's probably a safer play, but I think okay. that Randall's got much more upside against the Eagles. I mean, he could go off. But would you be surprised, Bill, if the the Cowboys just decided to just chuck it all over the place and just abandon the run game? I see. I, I wouldn't think- be surprised either way with Dallas. I think Joseph Randall's on the poise for a breakout weekend. Okay. I'm just saying Dun- he's... Dunbar won't be playing there, too? What's that? Lance Dunbar won't be uh, playing? Lance Dunbar is not going to play, and we know DeMarco Murray's not going to play. Mm-hmm. Philip Tanner might get some work, but I think Joseph Randall's going to be the guy. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Padre Paul, appreciate the phone call, and uh, keep us in your prayers because we certainly need some help <laughs> <We'll> this <do>. weekend. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take care feel bad. I kept the Padre on hold for a little bit too long, Todd. Yeah, I can't do that with the father. Lightning will strike. Yeah, exactly. Uh... My computer's going to blow up now. All right, we're sticking with the phone calls. 855-478-7030. We'll go to our friend Brian in Fort Lauderdale. Need some help with some waiver wire pickups this week. What's going on, Brian? Hey, guys. Just want to uh, congratulate you, Bill, on uh, kicking my uh, butt this weekend. <laughs> What uh? What place did you What place did you finish? What was your name? I think I got thirtieth. It was uh, terrible. It was a terrible weekend. I put like twenty five dollars down on a lot of other stuff and just uh. Oh, B DOS, that's you. Yeah, yeah, B DOS. Oh, all right, one. all right. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I know that. I just didn't make the right moves, obviously, but um, I'm kind of in a pickle now because uh, Randall Cobb got injured. And he he was my best uh, wide receiver. Yeah. And I was waiting for Amendola to come back, and now he's. You know, oh. pretty much, I don't know what's going to happen with him. And I picked up Keenan Allen, like you said, and okay. I have also Justin Blackman. Great. But I am i just don't know what to do. I'm, lo- I'm loaded with running backs. I sent you guys my roster, and I just honestly have no idea what to do. All right, let me just bring up your email real quick here. You have no idea All what right. to do this week, you mean? 
Oh, just uh, for the next two, a couple of weeks, because on week nine, Forte and Richardson have buys. Oh. And I, and I know at wide receiver, I'm just really weak after what happened. You know what? You, you are pretty weak, uh, but Bill, I mean, are there, are there two better pickups to have no. than Keenan Allen or Justin Blackman over the last two weeks? No. How many do you start? Just two? Two uh, wide receivers, one flex can be a wide receiver, a tight end, or a running back. Right. Um, and you, you only you have Jason Witten as your only tight end. Yeah, and he's just like there or nowhere. He just I know, I know. Um, listen, I, I would I'm not hitting the panic button because of Randall Cobb just yet. Hopefully, with the concussion for Danny Amendola, he misses one game. He's back in two weeks. Luckily, okay. Justin Blackman and Keenan Allen, Todd and I both love him, love them. So Trent Richardson's a little bit of a letdown. Uh, Forte's been playing well. McGahey, not a bad flex option. Joyke Bell, a little bit of a rib injury. I think he'll be fine. Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, and Andre Ellington. Would you be able to package maybe Green Ellis and Andre Ellington for, I don't know, someone like a Josh Gordon or that, like a that's actually Garcon, exactly Antonio what I was, Brown? That's actually exactly what I was doing. I actually tried to package uh, Joyke Bell to a Reggie Bush owner with there you Ben go. Jarvis. And I tried to trade for, like, Josh Gordon, so I'm hoping that'll work. That, that's what I would do. I mean, I think you have the luxury at running back where you can get rid of one or two of them. Yeah. And if that Reggie Bush owner is a little bit worried about Bush going down, he'll feel a lot more confident. You have yep. to sell that. You same have with, to s- – yeah. Same with Geo and Ben Jarvis. Go after yep. the Geo owner. Yep. That's another good move, too. You have to sell the importance of having the backups. Right now we're considering Ben Jarvis to back up the Geo because that's the way it's playing out. But really make that really hit home on that point to these guys and try to get their second best wide receiver. And uh, also, what do you guys think about? I know you like uh, the, the Dallas running back this week and going forward because Demarco Murray is injured. Should I drop? Should I drop Bell, pick up him, and try and package him to someone who has Demarco Murray? Would that be another thing you guys would think? Uh, why do you have two kickers on your team? I see Hartley and Suck up here. Well, because Hart- oh, Hartley has uh, a bye this week, and I actually really – he always gives me 10 or more points almost. Like he, he always gives me some kind of – I mean, should I just drop him? And Listen, here's the deal. No one's going to pick up Hartley this week because he's on a bye. So That's you don't true. have to worry about not getting him back. Get him back in one or two weeks, but right now you have to pick up Randall. I mean, that's okay. the, that is the move of the week. Or you can drop Pryor. I mean, you have Stafford. I know. I know Stafford's on a buy in week nine, and Pryor. I think Pryor's on a buy in week nine too. Oh, he's playing Philly in week nine. That's why oh, I he's like playing him Philly in week nine. Uh, I, I would. I would definitely drop the kicker, man. I know Hartley is consistent for for a lot of points, but but Randall is the must-have pickup this week. Okay. All right. I'll do All that. Right, I mean, you guys are like my fancy gods, so. <laughs> we we try to help you out as much as possible. All right, Brian, appreciate so, the phone call. Best of luck in this week. I would, tr- Todd, you're with me there? I know Hartley is a consistent kicker, but when you have two of them on your roster and you no. have the ability to pick up Joseph Randall, you get rid of the kicker that's on the bye. Get rid of the kicker. You always, yeah. you never, ever become attached to a kicker, Bill, ever, for right. any reason. Sticking, you know. with the phone, sticking with the phone lines, 855 855- Four seven eight seven zero three zero. We're going to go to Jag in Connecticut. What's going on, Jag? Hey guys, uh, how are you? Jag, one of fifteen leagues. How are how are you doing this year? Uh, doing okay. I think uh, there are two leagues where I'm tanking. I'm one five. All right, so we're forgetting about those leagues. leagues. Four, I think uh, five one four two. 
All right, let's forget about the bad leagues. Let's focus on the good ones. What do you got for us today? I think one of the leagues that I have, uh, I have Danny Amendola and Cecil Shorts, and as well as uh, Atlanta wide receiver who is injured. So I picked up Keenan Allen in most of my leagues last week, uh, nice. and then that was a great call on your side. Uh, I have uh, Brian Hartline, Keenan Allen, and Harry Douglas as my wide receivers. I was wondering, should I pick up um, anyone like Chris Durham? The, no, the, I'm, not, I'm not picking up Chris Durham. Or Ruben Randall or uh, Randall Leffel, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I would pick up Ruben Randall, DeAndre Hopkins, and then Brandon LaFell in that order. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, do you, I have a waiver wire uh, like a number one pickup. Do you want me to use it on Joseph, Joseph Randall? Randall? Because Absolutely. I already have Jake Stacy and Ellington. I, those. That's it. Uh, no, I think uh, I, I have DeMarco Murray, who is injured. But then I have Matt Forte, Le'Veon Bell, Jack okay. Stacey, and Ellington. Yeah, I, w- I would still get Joseph Randall, especially since you're the DeMarco Murray one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can never have too much running back death, my man. Okay, uh, one, one, one more question. I have Houston it. as a defense in most in three or four leagues. Do you think I should drop and play matchup every week? Yes. Okay, uh, hopefully the last question. I have a one-five team. I just wanted to review this team and see any deals I can do. Okay. Uh, Andrew Luck is my quarterback. I have Eric Decker, T.Y. Hilton, Pierre Garçon. Uh, are my wide receivers. Uh, running backs are C.J. Spillers, Steven Jackson. Uh, tight end is Kobe Fleener. Yeah. On the bench, I have Le'Veon Bell, yeah. Danny Woodhead, Percy Harvin, Jack Stacy, and Keenan Allen. You know, it's not a bad team, but right now the injuries seem to be, you know, plaguing What's going on? Steven Jackson and C.J. Spiller both really banged up. Sounds like they were your first and second round picks. You know, that, that's a that's a killer when, when you're starting off the season with, with both of your, your top two picks going down with injuries. Uh, luckily, the good news is that Spiller and Jackson are both getting healthy. Uh, we've seen Spiller been playing through the injury, and we expect Steven Jackson to be back this week. Okay. All right, thanks for the phone call, Jack. Thank you. 15 leagues, Todd, and it sounds like he's in pretty good shape in the majority of them. 13 out of the 15, he's he's uh, doing well. Not so, bad. Not, not bad. bad. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on the Fantasy Football Champs. More of your telephone calls and emails coming up right after this. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on footballnation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. 
The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Uh, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs. Hanging out with you for about another 20 minutes here in our Week 7 episode. Uh, Todd, I got to just go back. I mean, our good friend Bodog, a.k.a. Nick M., and uh, Perry04, a.k.a. Uh, Dan P., both big-time winners this past weekend you know, at DraftKings.com. It's great. Um, I love it. And Perry, he sent us a screenshot of his winning lineup. Did you see this? Yeah, it's crazy. Well, he won by almost 10 points. 10 points. He had a big – I'm telling you, Keenan Allen. He competed a... against 2,250 people. Yep. Typically, Bill, when that happens, I mean, you, you're winning by like half a point, you know, right. point two points. He won by 10. I know. He, That's <laughs> I gotta, crazy. I got to hand it to him. You know, no Sean Moreno, Cam Newton were his top two scorers, and then he had Kansas City Chiefs defense – uh, another great scorer, but Keenan Allen, A.J. Green, Giovanni Bernard, great, great uh, lineup here. Um, he just did a great job this week. Two th- out of 2,200 people, took home first place, $1,000. And he's going to – listen, I, I hope he wins that million dollars, but I guarantee he finishes in the top 300. He's going to take home some kind of prize money uh, from from that big uh, end-of-the-year contest. And then Bodog, Nick. He has a chance to get into that contest. Now, the way it works was we had an exclusive contest at ffchamps.com, at footballnation.com. Uh, 50 people entered, and Nick won. So he won $116, and he also won a $109 qualifying ticket, which means he now has to go on and win one more contest, and then he gets into that same contest that, that, uh, that Dana is in already. Right. It's like a tournament. It's like a tournament, right? Yeah. He, well, he's playing in a tournament to get into the big tournament. Dan's already in the big tournament. Right. But, yeah, it's like, you know, you got to advance. He's advancing through the right. process. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, right now, he's like in the Elite Eight. He's trying to get to the Final Four. Yeah, pretty much. It's, right. It's, it's, uh, it's, We're helping it's people win money, man. We now, are helping people win money. If you want to sign up, go to DraftKings.com. Use promo code CHAMPS. We're, we're, we're helping people win real cash prizes. I can't say it enough. 
And Bill, you know, you and I have played a lot of fantasy football. Have you ever been like, have you ever won or come very close to winning one of these major, major high st- high stakes leagues? I, or... I told you a couple weeks ago, I was close to winning like five grand. I missed out. Well, what I'm saying is, I mean, Perry's going for a million. I've never come that close. No. <laughs> Do you I, know I what I mean? I, I, I mean, to... what is, what is, I mean, imagine the, the Bill Enright household when you're, if you have a lineup in that final day on week 16. Yeah. What, I mean, you are pulling your hair out. Well, I don't, I'm bald to begin with, you're... but, but yes, I'm pulling like my arm hair out. <laughs> I, I mean, probably, you... listen, I, I probably. I would probably do something crazy that day. I, I wouldn't be around anyone else. I'd be just in my room with my TV on, blind shut, TV blasting, phone off, internet off, no no Skype, no Facebook, nothing but football. I'd probably be like in a like a manic state, pacing around my room. I can only imagine. Could you imagine this scenario? Um, I haven't looked at the week 16, but just play along with me here. Yeah. Let's say the final game of the weekend is Denver Broncos are playing. Yeah. If you put Noshan Moreno in your lineup, oh. and you need Noshan to you know to produce yeah. to win the million, Bill, and he pulls up lame on like the first carry. Yeah. You know, at at <laughs> at that point, you have to kind of say to yourself. You, you made it this far. Hopefully, you, you, you can. Uh, you wouldn't have to deal with those problems. I'm actually looking right now. The Sunday night game, Todd, is the Ravens and the Patriots, and the is Monday mo- night Monday night there... game is Falcons and the Niners in Week 16. Significant, significant um, games. You know, the Monday night game saved me. I finished in sixth place. I had Danny Woodhead, Keenan Allen, and T.Y. Hillen, and I think I was, I think I was in 20th place. Going into the Monday night game, so yeah, that Monday night game saved me last night. It saved Bodog too because he had Keenan Allen and Andrew Luck. Um, so that Monday night game, wow, Week 16, Falcons and the 49ers. I'm gonna start doing my homework now for for our good friend Perio Perio Four because I, I want him to win that million bucks. That would be that'd be incredible. I'll get another Dunkin' Donuts gift card out of it. That's a fair trade. <laughs> nah, he's a good guy. I appreciated that. All right. Do you want to, do you want to take ca- the caller here, Bill? Keeps keeps me caffeinated. Yeah, let's go to Justin in Boston. Has a uh, has a trade question. What's up, Justin? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, yeah, I just got a proposal. Um, someone in the league they want Le'Veon Bell. Who I have or Hakeem uh, Nicks? Well, that to me would is you a, do that's that? A, or, that's um, a show pony trade, Bell. Justin. Where where's the beef in that trade? What's that? Where's the beef in that trade? Exactly. Um, but I don't know if I really need Hakeem Nicks because I have a ton of uh, receivers. I have Antonio Brown, Benson Jackson, Fitzgerald, Tua Hilton, and Josh Gordon. That's the thing. So you you need the receivers? What's that? Those are my are receivers. You, yeah. Are you? I'm sorry. Are you getting Nick? I'm I'm just having a little fun with you here. Right, I'm trying to focus. Are you? Where's the beef? <laughs> Where, are you getting Nicks or are you getting Bell? I would be I would be ideal in Bell. You'd be dealing Bell so for Knicks. I'm not. Yep. I can't do that trade, man. The Keen Knicks is too up and down. Is it PPR? No PPR. Nope. Uh, Hakeem Knicks worries me, man. You can't rely on him every week. Sometimes he has great games, and I'm talking about great games. And sometimes he's nowhere to be found. In weeks two and weeks three, he had zero points. 
Zero. Exactly, that's a, yeah. That's a killer. And to give and up a, a guy like Le'Veon Bell, who, who's kind of coming on strong here, I don't know if I'd do that trade. Okay. Our second part of the question, another trade. I know somebody in the league is probably desperate right now for receiver because he's going to be losing uh, Cobb for like six to eight weeks. His right. backups aren't that good at all. His backup is uh, Nate Washington. That's all he has. So I don't know because I have all these receivers. Would you consider trading one of my receivers, like either Brown or Troy Hilton, because he has two pretty good uh, tight ends, Jason Witten and um, Antonio Gates, and I have Michael Bennett. I mean, right now Bennett is kind of playing on pace with with Gates. I don't know if I would try to make his team better by helping him out, giving a receiver. If you would have told me he had pretty good running backs and you were going to get a running back for giving away someone like T.Y. Hillen or Antonio Brown, then I would go for it. But not a guy like Gates or, or Witten. No, okay. Todd, right, you with me you. there? I'm with you, Bill. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Justin. Thanks. We appreciate the phone call. Best of luck to you in week six. Um, I, you know, Todd, sometimes trades, they really have to make me to want to do them. Like, for if you were if you were upgrading at a position, I would go for it. But I'm not making any lateral moves, and I'm yes. certainly not going to help out my opponent. Well, I, first of all, I thought he was going to say the other guy's tight ends were like Vernon Davis and you know. right, right, someone that really got me excited. Yeah, um, it's not PPR either, so you know what I Witten's mean. out the door. Yeah, Witten, Witten could turn it around quickly in a PPR league, but not in a non PPR. And Le'Veon Bell, I mean, you don't want to be trading him now, and he's coming off kind of a poor game, you know. Um, which we expected against the Jets. You know, right. Jets have a good defense, and Le'Veon Bell. He still had 19 touches, um, but you know, he, he. This is you want to deal a guy like that after a good game, not a bad game. Right. Exactly. You know, and getting him, getting you know, training him for Hakeem Nix, that doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense. No. It's now, what if? What if? Do, what are the chances you you think uh, Nix getting traded? Would you put it at fifty fifty or like less than that? You know, the, right now the report is that the Giants are listening to trade offers. And considering that he, the team is 0-6 and he's a free agent at the end of the year anyway, I don't know if the Giants are going to be re-signing him in the offseason. So uh, maybe you're forgetting a second-round draft pick. But if you're getting a third-round draft pick, I'm not sure if it's really worth it to give up Akeem Dix at this point because, uh, you know, Ruben Randall, yeah, he can step in as the number two, but who steps in as the number three? Gerald Jernigan? I'm not feeling that. So I don't think he gets traded. The Giants, I don't think, are going to make a move like that. You think MJD gets traded? Now, (laughs) I think MJD should get traded. (laughs) I don't know if he does get traded. Uh, it, It would really depend on what the Jaguars can get for him. I mean, we know they want a running back. We know they want as many... Uh, picks in the first round as possible. I'm not sure if MJD can get him a first round pick at this point. Do you point. think anyone significantly gets traded, fantasy wise? I don't think Josh Gordon gets traded. I know there were some rumors of him going to the Niners and the Falcons. I don't think Knicks gets traded, and I don't think MJD gets traded. Um, Trent Richardson might have been the biggest trade of the year, and and that's not even panning out too much. So he no, I, last I, night, I, Bill. I guess he looked, yeah, he really he did. looked terrible. There was one play where he looked really good, and it was on a and it was on a catch. It was on a screen. He, yeah, it was on a screen. He he dodged a few tacklers and he broke a tackle, but other than that, it's just three or four yards carried. It's very you know, very shocking to me. Uh, and Gruden actually pointed it out. Um, he missed a lot of blocks, dude. Like he missed some assignments. He he looked like he was new to the team, but you'd think after a couple weeks on the team, he'd have some of this figured out by now. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I th- I thought he'd be ready. I thought he'd be ready by now, but I'm surprised he's not. The, the Colts look terrible. They looked terrible last night. Yeah. Uh, now they got the Broncos coming to town. And what's with the Indianapolis Colts? They're going to have like some kind of tribute to Peyton Manning before the game? Like, what's up with that? You're just coming off a loss, and now you're going to help celebrate the 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 – What's going to be this year's MVP and, and your opponent for the game? I don't get it. Well, you're going to get the Peyton Manning return to Indy story shoved down your throat for the oh, next yeah, you are. five days. Yeah, you and, are. You get know, ready for that. You know what might even be worse, though, is think about ESPN. They got the Monday night stinker, the Vikings and Giants. What do you think they're going to focus on to hype that game? I don't know. They're going to focus on the Adrian Peterson tragedy two weeks later. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's going to just be like, because what else are they going to, you know, it, it's I'm a terrible about, story. I'm not talking about Eli and the Giants. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just going to be a very sad, somber, you know, they're going to they're gonna turn it into this. I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't like the way they pump their games in the first place. They always overdo it, of course. And what else are they going to pump for that game? I'll be at that game, but they'll pump me being there. I'll be at that game on Monday night. IMBE3 will be there. That's right. Find me in the parking lot, K5. You want to bang out some emails here, bud? Yes, let's help out as many people as possible, Todd. I think the first guy up is Louie D. Uh, This week, sneaking a question in before homeroom. Oh, oh, NJ Bears. This is NJ Bears. Yes. Sneaking a question in before homeroom. Uh, I have, oh, no, Dwayne Bowe. I like that name. In a standard non-PP. I love that name. Oh, no, Dwayne Bowe. In a standard non-PPR based on the rest of the way rankings. Uh Julian Edelman, Kendall Wright, Donnie Avery, and Robert Woods are all ranked ahead or trending up. I believe Edelman's the only one that's ranked ahead. Uh, should I cut Bo for any one of these wide receivers? Non-PPR, Todd. Uh, Edelman and Kendall Wright, good in the PPR format, but I'm sticking with Dwayne Bo in the non-PPR. I'm going to stick with him. Uh, uh, says you know, a, yeah. you just, he says, you stick with him and hope for the best? Yeah, that's what I do. My other wide receivers are Megatron, Shorts, Wallace, and Allen from San Diego. I think he's set at wide receiver, even with, oh, no, Dwayne Bowe. Uh, that's his number five on this team, so he, he, that's, he's sitting pretty. He's sitting pretty, except for Megatron and Shorts are both, you know, either hurt oh, yeah, or not that, playing well. That, no, that's true. Keenan Allen's stepping it up. That's huge. Uh, we already got to Padre Paul's question on the phone. Uh, Andrew from Cali, probably the best emailer on the show. Hey, guys, I have Darren Sproles on a bye, so I need help with my flex. Full point PPR. Pick one: Miles Austin, Michael Floyd, Kendall Tompkins, or Kendall or uh, Kendall Wright. I'm going with Kendall. Um, yeah, Tompkins against the Jets. No Amendola, um, no right. Gronk, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy. You know, I don't like to match up too much against the Jets, but I'd go. That, I'd lean that direction. Yeah. Uh, next email, I believe, is from Brian. I think we already helped him out. I'm just trying to look if. Now, here's the next email. It's, wow, what is it it's from email? Jeff. Did you read this one? No. I'm, I'm going to read this one word for word, okay? All right. All right. Just wanted to call out a few amazing things you guys did for me last week and on the year so far. Number one, yeah. reminding me to ignore the projected points trap. You're big on this, Bill. I hate, Yeah. I've easily produced 40-plus points more than my total projection every week based on the help from FF Champs. Thank you, Jeff. Number two. You talked me out of a trade where I would have been letting go of Vernon Davis and Antonio Brown. Excellent. Number three, you recommended picking up Keenan Allen off the wire in week six. Awesome. He's five and one 
leading the leading the league in points. He says, if you don't subscribe to FF Champs, you're losing out. You know, here's the thing about Jeff's email, and I, and I really appreciate it. We don't ask our members for any praise. We don't ask our members to give us shout-outs or anything. Uh, Jeff did this on his own behalf, and it, it, it's very sincere and it's genuine. And the bottom line is, Todd, we are in this business to help people win. I mean, if people don't win, we're not in business, and we've been in business since, you know, for a very long time at this point. And – our main job is, is is fantasy football. That's all we do. So, yeah, we better be getting emails like this helping people out because if we weren't good at what, we're, we're, uh, what we do, we wouldn't be on air on radio for the, for the New England Patriots and obviously on Football Nation and FFChamps.com. We wouldn't have a website that, that is a successful website that, that helps people at fantasy football. There's a lot of similar services out there. But the bottom line is our members win their matchups. They win their championships. And, and now you've heard it from, from Nick and uh, from Dan. They win money at DraftKings.com. So it's clearly uh, obvious that, that we know what we're doing. And I, I appreciate that email from Jeff. I'd say for every one hate email that I get, I get you know eight or ten that, that, are, that are praising. So we, we love feeling good, and, and we love helping our members win. Absolutely. Let's go to Lou Cash 22 another email, Bill. This is a question. Should he drop his backup quarterback, Alex Smith, for Nick Foles, Geno Smith, Tannehill, Palmer, E.J. Manuel? Uh, Absolutely go for Nick Foles. Absolutely. Alex Smith, I mean, I picked him up this week because I thought he'd have a good game against the Raiders. We had Matt Ryan on a bye, and I ended up dropping him last minute and picking up Foles. It was a great move. It worked out really well. He has the Jets' defense this week against the Patriots. Should he keep them in there? Or drop them and pick up the Packers versus the Browns. Uh huh. San Diego against the Jags. Carolina against the Rams. I would go with San Diego. I mean, they looked really good against the Colts last night. The Colts uh, a, a pretty great uh, showing against the Seahawks last week. One of the best defenses in the league. So for the Chargers to really shut down Andrew Luck and company, I think that's pretty impressive. I would go with them against the Jags. All right, another question from Lou. P- full point PPR. Should he drop Randall Cobb? I, I, what's Here are his I, options. Yeah. Please Boge. prioritize. Uh, Harry Douglas, Stills, Kendall Wright, Brandon LaFell, Riley Cooper, Vincent Brown. You know, I don't know enough about Lou's team right now. If, if he's in first place or if he's in last place. If he thinks he's going to make the playoffs or he's fighting for that last playoff spot. I think if he's doing well and he knows he's going to be in the playoffs – I would keep Randall Cobb on the team. I would hate to see him come back in the fantasy playoffs and all of, all of a sudden just dominate like like he's been doing uh, prior to the injury. If you want to pick up somebody because you're fighting for a playoff spot, I think of these guys, Harry Douglas is number one, and then Kendall Wright is number two. Okay, a couple more from Lou Catch 22 We already answered this one. He asked who is the best running back to have in Dallas right now, Randall or Dunbar. The answer it's is Randall. Randall. Yeah. Um, tight end. He has Fleener, but who's better rest of the way? Rudolph, Chandler, Fiorier, Brandon Myers, Dallas Ooh, Clark. I don't know if any of them are better than Fleener at this point. I Bad drop would... from Fleener last night. Yeah, terrible. He, should, he could have scored on that play. Uh, it was terrible. Um, I'm sticking with Fleener. Second best out of that group is probably, I don't know, Rudolph. Okay. Um, Rick in Houston has a question, Bill. Hey. He tried calling us, but his phone kept dropping, so he decided to email us anyway. 
Now, I know Rick wanted Matt Schaub to get benched in favor of Case Keenum, but judging from his phone calls, I don't think he's the type of person to boo or to cheer for Matt Schaub when he's, once he got injured. No. I don't, I think, think, so. I don't think Rick's like that. No, I don't think so either. All right. Um, so do you drop any of these players? Dwayne Bowe, Bernard Pierce, Kendall Hunter, Brandon Bolden. To try to pick up Joseph Randall. Uh, I would drop Brandon Bolden in the non-PPR league. I don't know if he's going to get Randall at number nine, but maybe he can get open. Uh, well, he's not in PPR. Maybe he can get one of those receivers we were talking about. Uh, I wouldn't drop Bo. I wouldn't drop Pierce. I wouldn't drop Hunter. But Brandon Bolden, non-PPR, you can go ahead and drop him. And Randall, to me, is not going to be there at number nine. But there are some other guys that you can pick up this week. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Uh, is that it? Is that, did we get so, through everything? It sounds like you're getting sicker by the, by the minute. Oh, I'm dying over here. <laughs> I can tell, man. I I'm trying tell. not to cough. We don't have a cough button here. So no, we don't. I apologize for coughing throughout the it's show. It's all good. It's I'm all dying. Good. I've, I've got lozenges. I've got drinks, <laughs> like concoctions, honey. None of it's working, Bill. All right. Well, we're going to give you a little bit break because we're going to end today's show. Do you have any last-minute thoughts before we take off? Well... Last-minute thoughts, Bill. You know, I'll, I'll say this. The NFL, other than the end of that Patriots-Saints game, I'm yeah. cueing you, Josh, the game's kind of stunk this week. I thought Step it up, right. NFL. Step it up, NFL? Okay. Well, we're not going to have a... Student Accords! Show ponies! Where's the beef? beef? Yeah, there, were, there was no uh, beef like there was with the Broncos and the Cowboys two weeks ago, if that's what you're saying. I mean, other than the Saints-Patriots game, was there any game that you were like, wow, that was a great game? There was an overtime game. Where's the beef? No, we didn't like we didn't like the overtime game. Can't get fired up. About, get, I get the uh, Bills. Bengals and the Bills. Nah, I can't get fired up about that. I mean, the Rams and the Texans was like I, I liked. I enjoyed watching that game because it was like just a, a really bad showing of how bad the Texans it was are. A train wreck. Yeah, I, I thought that was fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys game didn't deliver. Last night's game didn't deliver. No, no. Come on, right. step it up. All right, step it up, NFL. Where's the beef? We'll be back on these airwaves on Thursday, 12 to 2 on Football Nation. We'll take more of your fantasy football questions uh, on our Thursday show. You can always email us, uh, ffchamps.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at ffchamps. Uh, that's it today. Uh, great show. I want to congratulate uh, Nick, a.k.a. Bodog, and Dan, a.k.a. Perio for one more time for uh, the DraftKings.com dominance this week. Both of them won some cash. Bravo. Yeah, absolutely. Clack it up. And if you want to get in on the action, go to DraftKings.com and use promo code CHAMPS, and you'll get a nice little deposit bonus. So uh, thanks to our producer, Josh Deering. Thanks to all of our emailers. Thanks to all of our callers. On behalf of Todd DeVries, I'm Bill Enright, and thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Champs. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs. FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance.